Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag free, whoever he is. Get your quad fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over depression. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? I had not gotten my COVID booster. Mm-hmm. Which one? The fourth. The fourth. Yeah. Because, you know, we went to London, then got COVID, COVID, got completely knocked down. You were knocked down for months. Months? Yes. I would say months. No, it was a long time. Weeks. Let's take TJ just weeks. We found out that boosters, the vaccines, they don't stop the disease, but they certainly do make a big impact. Instead of me being down for a month right. with fatigue, if I'd taken the booster, I would have probably sneezed and said, what was that? And kept going. Do yourself a favor, right? Get off the websites that Chinese religious cults are putting as a front. Listen, here's the deal, moron. Get yourself a booster shot. It's important. You'll be glad um, you did. How about new? Put on your big boy pants. Put on your big girl pants. Will it stop you from getting COVID? No, but it will make COVID less intense. I doubt it. You are fake news. You're a very, very silly person. Very fake news. Congratulations, buddy. Jeez. I shot someone with a gun. It's not against the law, old fuck. This is lit, 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 lit. All right. America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone. About that, people often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Is it time to finally praise Elon Musk? Is it true that you're back on Twitter? That is that is confirmed. It is true. My Twitter account has been reinstated. However, the reinstatement began with a week-long ban. Okay. So... I have like five days left until I can tweet. I see. Well, I don't know what I'm going to tweet first. More on the new uh, revelations on exactly what brought you to Twitter justice five plus years ago in a few minutes. But uh, with the rest of our time tonight, we'll discuss uh, James O'Keefe and Project Veritas catch a Pfizer executive or appear to catch a Pfizer executive if you want to believe the fact checks. This person discussing viral manipulation as a way to cash in on perpetual vaccine development for Pfizer. But uh, if you believe these fact checks, uh, you shouldn't really believe your own eyes and ears, because after all, James O'Keefe is a very, very bad, stupid person. Thus, you shouldn't believe anything you see or hear. The much anticipated footage of the Paul Pelosi attack is out. And I personally think the most bizarre thing about it is it shows pretty much entirely what they said it did. As in, the description originally was so preposterous 
that it was beyond belief. And now that it shows pretty much that it appears to be vindicated. But of course, for every question answered, a new one has arisen because it's exactly as silly as they made it sound. Uh, but we just had to wait for months yeah. to see it. It is. So. It's so not exonerating, though. And then uh, DePap called into the local TV station and said, I am not a fed, but the time has come to water the tree of liberty. He had a whole script written out. Yeah, so bizarre. We'll uh, we'll get through that. Plus, uh, speaking of attack footage, Memphis police released footage of an absolute beatdown delivered to Tyree Nichols earlier this month. Now all five cops are fired and charged with murder. And there are some interesting theories and explanations for what exactly happened here. But maybe there is no explanation needed. It's just a beatdown. And it's pretty much as simple as that. I don't... <laughs> Maybe I missed something. I I didn't have a ton of time this weekend, as I'll get to in a minute. But that's uh, that's some of the most insane uh, arrest slash police brutality footage I've ever seen. I know. Yeah. And then the riots aren't that bad. It's like if there was just one white cop, if there was one Mexican cop, people would be freaking <laughs> if out. If there was one George Zimmerman. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Kevin McCarthy finally does something useful, booting Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell off the Intel committee. Uh, Democrats uh, tried to rally for gun control after the California shootings. We'll get through both of those stories. And before we get out of here, of course, we have hoax hate. And tonight's movie review is The Shining. So stick around. We'll catch up with your super chats in between topics as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good. No good. Excuse me. No good. Low down money grabbers. Of course, it will be. All this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. We also have show merchandise for sale on the site. Plus, we have offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA. Chemical and fragrance-free. A portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great-smelling, all-natural product, not only are you supporting military service members at home and abroad, not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration of your patriotism, but when you subscribe, Hero will send their soap straight to your door each month so you never have to remember soap at the store again. And if you're not a bar soap person, no problem. Hero also offers their soaps in a liquid form as well. Hero Soap offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MCLISTENER. That's promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off everything from Hero Soap Company. You can find everything you need from Hero Soap plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Western Razor Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners. For listeners. Before we get to the uh, your, your tweets from yesteryear, I, uh, I have to acknowledge I am significantly underprepared tonight. As I mentioned last week, I was at a uh, I was at an out of state wedding all weekend and I did the airlines. There was no 
There was no airline nonsense other than I barely made each you're, connecting flight. But ugh, that's the worst. That's so stressful. But you're always prepared because you read the news every day. So by the time Sunday rolls around, you've basically done most of the prep. Anyway. I didn't read the news really at all Friday or Saturday, though. Hardly. Not that um, much. Anyway. I never advocate for us to be your sole source of information. That would be nonsense. But especially tonight, I'm going to probably miss a few points of fact. On top of that, I've been up since 5 a.m. Mountain Time. Oh, so apology in advance for any lack of enthusiasm or energy. But the fumes will get me through. Anyway, maybe the energy of laughing at your old tweets will get me through because you have been unbanned on Twitter soon to tweet again. Well, you tell me they apparently sent you the 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 mystery of why you got banned is solved. Yeah, apparently. it was not that Meghan Markle tweet, oh. I, surprisingly. Um, so I, I got an email from an audience member and they're like, listen, I heard that if you um, apologize in your appeal, that they will unban you. So if you remember, <laughs> I have so that I had I had appealed seven times and the second time I appealed, I told them to eat my shit. And so oh, yeah. I was like. Maybe if I take a different approach, uh, I don't actually want my Twitter account back. You know, I I have I wasn't very upset I lost it, but it's pissing me off that everybody else is getting theirs back and I'm not because I'm not that much worse than everybody else. You know, uh, so I was like, I'm going to do this thing. You know, I'm going to do what I never do and apologize or something. So I appealed for the eighth time and I said, I'm sorry. I don't know what I said, but I am sorry and I will not do it again. Blammo. It's not against the law, ho, fuck you. <laughs> it's not against the law, ho, fuck you. Uh, and alas, that that was the time that I was reinstated. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, I can't tweet for five days, um, but I am blondes, B-L-O-N-D-E-S, underscore tweets. So coming, blondes what, tweets. Thursday or Friday, you're going to tweet the N-word and get banned again. That's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. I was thinking N-word, N-word, ellipses testing ellipses the okay. jays did 9-11 ellipses okay so you and can I look forward to that more. yes uh can i can i have the honor of reading these tweets that or do you want to do you want no, to you, take that please duty? please it's really the first one because these are it says there are four i only see three so maybe i missed one but the first one i accidentally deleted i can't remember what it said okay so this is the second of four <clears throat> You know, I need the jazz music from last week. That's I forgot. I got rid of that. You know, Muslims, the sight of an animal's butthole causes an immediate sexual emergency. But all cultures are equal, bro. <laughs> I don't okay. even remember tweeting that. I don't okay. even remember. You were really on a Muslim tear. Are these all about the same? They're all date? about Muslims. This is like November 2017. Fair. Yeah. I, I think that, okay, read the next one. Uh, just more bathrooms for Muslims to R-word you in. Okay, and the then read the next R-word. one. Yeah. I don't know what the link was. It doesn't tell you. But it was uh, you linked to a story or something, presumably. The next one is, see, even if you help get the refugees into your country, no guarantee the same folks won't stab you in a kebab shop. And again, okay. a link to a story I can't I see. I remember this because what was linked was a story about somebody getting stabbed in a kebab shop by a refugee. Ah. So it sounds worse than it was. That one, I can't even believe. See, the, the butthole emergency, though. Sometimes I love myself. <laughs> when I saw things that have changed. first, I, I love I, Muslims I, now. I, leg- I was going to say, you have no problem apologizing to the Muslims because of your newfound appreciation. So this really worked out for everybody involved. Uh, That's true. Yeah. 
but I legitimately uh, I laughed out loud when I when I saw that that first tweet. So uh, I suppose you have you've set a high bar for yourself in yep, setting yeah. expectations for your return. You know, this was five. I've been banned for five years. Yeah, a or lot has could, changed since then. Or you could pull. I a hate tr- different groups of people now. <laughs> and everybody gets hated at some point, yeah. Yeah, including see? yourself. You're not even a, yeah. you're, you yourself. You're not exempt from it. Okay, uh, again, that's at blondes underscore tweets if you want to see what happens later in the week. Uh, man, I, I, if you blinked, you missed it. Speaking of yeah. much anticipated events and things we've waited for for years, I've been, I and we have been waiting for this this trial in the infamous I Doubt It or Dumpster Defender trial, whichever name you prefer. This, of course, is the trial of the shirtless father and son with a Glock and a shotgun uh, who were in a dispute with a neighbor over a mattress placed in a dumpster, hence the term dumpster defender. And when the guy okay. said, I'm going to kill you, he said, I doubt it. And that's how it, the meme was born. Uh, the, the neighbor brought a, a baseball bat to a gunfight and he lost. That's what happened that day. Now, based on just the video, which was recorded by the bad guys, or not the bad, the bat guy. He might be the bad guy. <laughs> the bat guy, the guy with the baseball bat. His yeah. girlfriend recorded the video that everybody saw. And based on that video, at least from my perspective, it appeared fairly clear that the bad guy moved in aggression toward the father and son and they shot him in response. And the whole dispute may have been very stupid and it might have been advisable to walk away as the parties could have at any point. Um, But on Texas stand your ground law, it seemed like the father and son had a pretty solid self-defense claim to me as the armchair analyst from afar without all the evidence. Well, the jury, however, apparently disagreed, but in something of a confusing verdict, they only disagree about the dad. Only Johnny Miller was convicted of first degree murder. His son, Michael was found not guilty. They were both charged with the same charge. First degree Milter, uh, first degree murder, rather Johnny Miller guilty. Michael Miller, the son, not guilty. Johnny already, not only is the, the, the first phase of the trial over, he's already sentenced too. He's already sentenced to 14 years in prison. Eligible for 75 or something. He's old. 72. Yeah. Yeah. So he very easily could die in prison, but he's eligible for parole after half the sentence in seven years. And as far as why the jury considered this murder, at least in part, the Millers were openly armed at the start of the argument. Aaron Howard, who's the baseball bat guy, did not have the baseball bat until provided one by his friend midway through the dispute. According to, according to the witness testimony of the girlfriend, Johnny Miller pointed his gun to initiate or escalate the conflict. Uh, We don't have video of that as far as I've seen, but that's what she says. That was her. (laughs) Actually, that's what she said in on the stand (laughs) as a witness. Um, so so Johnny points the gun to initiate the confrontation is is what she testified. Howard, the baseball bat guy, then asked his friend to get him a gun, but they didn't have one. So his friend gave him a bat. And then after all the I doubt it trash talking, Howard moved toward the Millers with the bat. Johnny Miller shot Howard first, wounding him. Howard threw the bat at the Millers and then the son, Michael, fired. Wait, so it was shot, bat thrown, and then the second set of shots from the son. Yeah. The second set of shots from both of them really, but, but the father shot before the bat was. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, John uh, Johnny Miller's defense lawyers say he he plans to appeal. So why the father convicted but the son acquitted? It, it basically sounds to me like the jury believes the dad instigated with the pointed firearm and other gestures in a way that the son did not. Yes, and then he wasn't the first one to shoot. So the bat was thrown, which I guess if that were perceived as like some sort of instigating gesture, and then the son shot the guy in the head. But the son that was the kill shot. Well, he if you watch the footage, he's he's, he's very gonna dead. die. Yeah. He's very dead. Quickly. He's already dead. He might have been already should... dead by the oh. time he got shot in the head. Uh, but he definitely died when he got shot in the head. That point is clear. Yeah, I wish they were calling this the dumpster. You know, they're calling this the the mattress murder. No, it's dumpster defender. But I, yeah. I just like the I doubt it, guys. So do I. Yeah. Anyway, that murder. that is. uh. I, I didn't even have to, they didn't tell they, there were no cameras in the courtroom. We didn't even have the luxury of watching this trial after the buildup for years. This one was pretty anticlimactic, but yep. perhaps there'll be more to watch on appeal. Anyway, uh, one other story yeah. I wanted to discuss before we get into the Veritas sting. Uh, there were federal judicial confirmation hearings in the Senate Judiciary Committee on Thursday. These judges uh answer questions and are confirmed in a group setting so something similar to a supreme court justice nomination just much lower profile and it's often handled with groups so there's a panel of prospective judges sitting before the committee and senator john kennedy of louisiana asked biden judicial nominee maybe you've heard of this woman she's from your neck of the woods spokane superior court judge charnel i can do that part charnel <laughs> I can't even Charnel, Bajelengren, 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 you're right. It's probably one of those like J is a Y sound names. I don't know. Did some like weird Swede marry some ghetto black chick? What happened? I don't think she's black. I think, well, I have no idea what she's not white and that's all that matters. Okay. Char- uh, Charnel, though. I can get Charnel. So he asked Charnel a very basic question, and here was uh, Charnel's non-answer. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and congratulations uh, to all of you. Judge, on the far end, uh, tell, tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. No! Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. <sighs> Okay. How about Article 2? Neither is Article 2. Ah! Okay. Do you know what purposivism is? Um, In my 12 years as an assistant attorney general and my nine years serving as a judge, Ah! I was not faced with that precise question. Um, We are the highest trial court in Washington state, so I'm frequently faced with um, issues that I'm not familiar with. And I thoroughly review the law, our research, and apply the law to the facts yes, presented to me. Well, you're going to be faced with it as a, if you're confirmed. I can assure you of that. Oh, my God. Uh. Well, she's very, very good at Googling is the real answer that yeah, she just gave. Yeah, seriously. What's more important, of course, than the non-answer is this was a historic nomination of a woman of color. Precisely the reason she was selected, and you can't convince me otherwise. Now, what color? Uh, it, it, yeah, it's the mystery color. It could be like any of them. That's that's the beauty. 
you know, just name one and she can plausibly claim to be it. Now, many noted in the Twitter responses in defense of this woman, in ostensible defense, at least, well, come on, don't act like you knew the answer. Well, a fair point. I, if you asked a random American, uh, what does Article X of the Constitution say or do? I, I'm guessing they probably would not be able to describe it accurately. If you're curious, uh, there are seven of these articles. Article 5 outlines the constitutional amendment process. Article 2, the articles that uh, that Kennedy was asking about, outlines the presidency. Ironically, this nominee is sitting before the committee because she was nominated through the process described in Article 2. Of course, most of us don't know that off the top of our heads. Most of us are also not nominees for the federal yeah. bench. This is like applying to be an engineer with Ford and then walking into the interview and saying, uh, I don't know what a car transmission is. Yeah. You're not going to get yeah. the job. Get out. Yep. <laughs> this, is, this is not for you. But it, this woman apparently has a, a how, how many years did she describe? Decade at least. High level legal legal career in the state of Washington. Yeah. Yep. Uh, minimal knowledge of the U.S. Constitution, but will valiantly defend her own Googling ability, because that's what we're trying to trying to do with the federal bench. Best Googler. This did get major play, though. People were super pissed. I think it has three million on Twitter. Good. Good. This, it, everybody should see the, you. I've not seen any official response from team biden but you can't tell me they didn't just look at a list of judges and look at gender and race and select them on that basis <clears throat> and that's how she got there oh yeah for sure well let's talk about the uh the latest uh project veritas sting this was shocking well it's a, it's actually nothing at all you've just been duped <laughs> by james o'keefe who faked the whole thing but in the, the latest undercover video from Project Veritas, they have footage of a man named Jordan Tristan Walker. Trish, Tristan. Let me get that right. Jordan Tristan. And Jordan is spelled J-O-R-D-O-N. Like all of these things are almost names. I'm just going to go with Jordan Walker because that middle name, that one gets Tristan. me. But he's identified as a, quote, mm -hmm. Pfizer Director of Research and Development in Strategic Operations and MRNA Scientific Planning. Okay. Throughout several pieces of restaurant confrontation, Walker describes discussions at Pfizer about intentionally directing the COVID virus to evolve in certain ways. Directed evolution is what it's called. In simpler terms, this guy is saying that Pfizer is at least considering intentionally mutating the virus in a way to create need for an updated vaccine Thus, Pfizer cashing in on that new vaccine, then repeat forever. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. We're exploring, like, no, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can predictably develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. It'd be, like, very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something that, like, you know, it goes everywhere. Something Which crazy. Is the way that the virus started in Wuhan. To be honest, like it's, it makes no sense if this virus popped out of nowhere. Either way, it's gonna be a cash cow. COVID will probably be a cash cow for us for a while going forward. Like, yeah. I obviously like. <laughs> okay. 
it's amazing what people would will admit to when they think they're going to get some strange. It's just <laughs> well, incredible. Every time I'm like, how hot are these honeypots that they're well, throwing in there? You're, you're always wondering O'Keefe's strategy and ability. Uh, how does he do it on that front? <clears throat> in this case, he's getting the best gay honeypots. For but, sure, yeah. But the thing about, I'm not saying this honeypot did a bad job or anything. Clearly not. I think he produced some of the most compelling material that Project Veritas but it has, was so obvious. I'm watching this. I'm like, yeah. you're going to blow your cover. It's, it's like, so like, he, it's like he's basically leans in. He's like, so tell me how you're an evil genius. Yes. I'm like, wait, I missed the part about how you're a bad guy yeah, and how it's bad for America, but you don't care. Could you repeat that? I know. I know. <laughs> so whoever, I, I, I don't know. I, I, if I could ever hear how James O'Keefe recruits his, his bait, uh, I, I would be interested in knowing. They must have deep cover, though. Yeah. Well, you listen to uh, what's interesting, too, is you listen to uh, Walker, the, the the Pfizer director guy here. Later on in the confrontation with O'Keefe, which we'll get to in a minute, he refers to this as their third date. The, the confrontation with O'Keefe was supposed to be the third date. So I assume these clips that we just saw were, were the first or second. But not only did he reveal... At least if you believe what he's saying, did he reveal significant information? But he thought the date went well enough too to want more. <laughs> and so that was like the greatest conversation he's experienced in a long time, I suppose. Anyway, yep, yeah. that that first video reached something close to a million views on YouTube. And then Susan did what Susan does. She uh, she banned it for generic community guidelines reasons and gave Project Veritas, uh, the Project Veritas channel, a strike banning Project Veritas from posting for a week. How this video violated community guidelines, I have not seen a clear reason provided. Uh, and it's even more confusing because when I looked at the follow-up video, the confrontation video, when I looked at that earlier, just a few hours ago, that actually contains mild violence. Yeah. And that was still up as of a couple hours ago. Interesting. So on what basis would the first video that's just conversation be banned, but the confrontation video. Right. That actually gets a little physical is still, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, but speaking of that, that second uh, confrontation video that was posted uh, on Friday, the first video was released Wednesday or uh, the, the confrontation video was, was released on Thursday rather. Uh, but this this shows O'Keefe confronting Walker at a cafe in New York City to ask some questions. Walker gets agitated immediately. He says he was clearly just lying like every man does to impress a date. He then calls police and then O'Keefe ends up in a bizarre situation where the shop owner is asking O'Keefe and his team to leave. But Walker doesn't want them to leave because he's called the police and he wants the police to come get them. And I'm not even clear how exactly this happened, but somehow O'Keefe and his team end up at least momentarily locked in the restaurant. Yeah. They're not letting yeah, them yeah. leave. Walker gets aggressive and breaks O'Keefe's iPad. <laughs> o James O'Keefe was using the iPad trying to show him the footage that he had of that of those earlier encounters. And he just knocks it out of his hand and busts it or grabs it and throws it to the ground. And then there's some shoving back and forth and then O'Keefe and his team leave. And and after they're gone, Walker then moves outside and tries to stop a different car that he thinks is the Veritas car. He's just jumping in front of traffic in the road. Eventually, NYPD officers arrive and it appears, at least as far as I've seen, that nobody's actually in trouble for this, though. 
the officers did tell Veritas people that if Walker was still there, they would have arrested him for his physical aggression. Here's the confrontation. Hey there. Is this seat taken? You work for Pfizer. My question for you is, why does Pfizer want to hide from the public? What I was trying to impress position? a person on a date What's your by position? lying. I was literally trying. Okay. I'm not even a scientist by background. You know what that I came position? from a consulting firm right. that does business. Uh, this please, is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. Okay, so there's one, two, three, four, five white Why would you bring race into this? Please read the cost. It's very unsafe. I literally was on a birthday with a guy, and like normal men, you lie to impress a date. Please, un- please unlock the door. Give me what no, is going give on here? Stuff. Please unlock. Please unlock the door. This is this is remarkable here. I didn't lie to impress women, actually, no. like, because those lies will catch up with you. But but even if you're somewhat of an embellishing person, that is a, a very extremely specific thing to lie about. This is this is like press also. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, to 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 go with your your height theme. This isn't like being 5'11 and telling the chick that you're six feet. This is right. being wee man and uh, and claiming to be Shaq. And yeah. and th- this is a, a gigantic lie, if that's what we're supposed to believe, a very specific of a very specific type. You tell have you have you ever had a dating experience of someone with someone lying to you on that level? I mean, I mean, I've had some guys lie to me about right. banging various Victoria's Secret models, etc. OK, so maybe it is more common than I realize. So maybe right. he's on to something, but uh <laughs> But but even even if I if I take his point that this was a self-aggrandizing lie, it really wasn't even self-aggrandizing because he was saying, I'm just party to conversations about this. It wasn't yeah. if you were doing self-aggrandizing. You'd say, man, I really I was like I was I was key to the development of the vaccine that saved millions of people. That's a which that's isn't a, what he was saying. Yeah, He was saying that, that we're introducing possibly introducing this into the company, but I'm not we, entirely sure what's going on. I've just been hearing around. Yeah, I've just heard people talk about <laughs> yeah. it. That's not a lie you tell to a date. That doesn't even make sense. So and then and, and Pfizer took their sweet time to respond to this and in their response doesn't really clear much up. They didn't respond until Friday night. So this is over 48 hours after the vi- the original video has released and has been seen by millions of people, Pfizer's statement just denies any gain-of-function research, which refers to research designed to enhance the transmissibility or the virulence of viruses. We've heard about it in the context of the Wuhan lab and Fauci a million times. If Would this, as discussed, qualify as gain-of-function? I mean, in my layman sense, yes. You're If you're modifying a virus... Definitely. ...for a desired effect in that way then then sure maybe it doesn't fit your technical definition i don't know but same theme of vi- of of um artificial virus modification to a to a desired end but um but the statement doesn't say much of anything specific it, what it doesn't say is probably more revealing than what it does say and and those are some of the points of uh, robert malone who tweeted in response 
Um, Pfizer notably did not throw Jordan Walker under the bus. They could have just said, right. don't know that guy, crazy man. Who the hell's he? Never heard of him before. They didn't. There's no denial of what he said. Conversations about the idea, even though they, even according to Walker, they're not actively doing it now. They're having conversations about the idea. Pfizer doesn't deny that. There's no denial of Jordan Walker's role in the statement. And uh, and Malone, speaking of gain of function, Malone says Pfizer, what they do admit to in the statement, swapping new spike sequences into the original Wuhan virus uh, is technically gain of function research. Or I'm not sure if he, let me clarify that. I'm not sure if he means that Pfizer admits to doing that, but he's saying that to the extent that's been done, that's gain of function. I want to characterize his uh, his statement there correctly. But but yeah, it was a, it, to take 48 hours to deny not much at all from Pfizer is rather telling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now we'll get into the... Uh, it, it's telling because the fact checks uh, claim that there's basically no verification of who Jordan Walker is, which it does appear true that the information that did exist has been all but scrubbed. But if but if it's true that this is just some invention and that Jordan Walker does not hold any sort of role like this, Pfizer could just say, again, don't know who he is. Not, a, not a guy yeah, here. Definitely. So the fact checkers are just going to get to work on behalf of Pfizer instead of on behalf of you. And they'll be the fact checkers will be more specific in their denials than Pfizer will be again without providing any new information. So I looked at a, a fact check from Forbes and a fact check from Newsweek and the, the general themes in both pieces are these. They say there's no confirmation that Jordan Walker has this role at Pfizer. Now O'Keefe has some receipts, which we'll get to in a minute. So I don't agree that there's no evidence. Um, it, it does appear that records have been scrubbed or, it appears more like records have been scrubbed than no records existed. Let's put it that way. Correct. Uh, they say editing of footage means quotes could be out of context. Well, I agree generally, and I would like to see all the footage that they have, though Veritas uh, doesn't really operate that way. Um, but this is another instance in which Pfizer could just deny the claims entirely. They didn't. Uh, they, the, the fact checks say you should... Um, or they say that that thinking about doing something and doing something, so just thinking about it or actually doing it are very different things. And and I agree, there's not an allegation. He, he To be as specific as possible, Walker didn't say, we are doing this formally right now. He's saying we're in conversations about this idea. Right. Um, but if if I had open conversations, specific ones about how I might commit a crime, a very serious <laughs> crime, you might think that's worthy of some intervention, even if I'm just talking about it and I haven't actually done it. <clears throat> uh, there's, let me find it in here. I do appreciate the Forbes article. Like any time that there's a there's a theory that someone is a crisis actor, well, that oh, your 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 tinfoil <laughs> hat conspiracy theorist. They actually say it here. Now, do we have evidence that that Walker is a crisis actor? Uh, no, we don't. We don't have 100 percent evidence of that at the moment. But he could be. It's like. Anybody could be a crisis actor. And every time I say that, people call me insane. This is the one guy who might be a crisis actor. Finally, we found him. Even though, again, they have no evidence to that effect. And then, as both pieces do, they just poison the well about James O'Keefe. Hey, did you know James O'Keefe did this? Did you know he did that? Did you know he's dishonest? He's a bad guy? Uh, Okay. I could grant all of your character assassination of James O'Keefe. Doesn't mean that Jordan Walker is lying when he... 
made these statements. Yeah. So I read through these in due diligence, trying to figure out if there was some missing point of fact that they could say to kill the claims of Walker and O'Keefe and the rest of them. They don't. They just don't like what's being said. And so they're going to try to malign James O'Keefe, which is usually the M.O. But but what else do we know specifically about Jordan Walker that hasn't been scrubbed yet? I know. I found or this that, amazing that was recorded substack. before it was scrubbed. Yeah. Um, this guy used the Wayback Machine and like really did a deep dive. We've linked to Substack below, but he has his whole experience basically before it was scrubbed. I think he got this like the second the Project Veritas video came out. <clears throat> He's a lot of supporting evidence. So anyway, uh, Jordan Walker, he he did come from a consulting firm, but we already knew that. Uh, so I'm not really sure how relevant that is. But on his LinkedIn, it said May 2021 current. Director Worldwide R&D Strategic Operations and MRNA Scientific Planning, Pfizer, October 2019 to present. And then May 2021 Consultant, um, Boston Consulting Group, BCG. So he was definitely a Pfizer executive. Now, he has a really impressive educational background. UT Southwestern Medical Center, Doctor of Medicine, he's an MD. Yale University Bachelor of Science, Molecular, Cellular, and Developmental Biology at, at Yale. Although he's black, so that might not that might not mean anything. But he is an MD, uh, so this guy is highly credentialed, like highly credentialed. Well, if the, if that's true, then one way or another, there are lies here because he's saying if you knew who I was, you'd know I don't even have a scientific background. If a, if the evidence that's presented here is correct, he clearly has a scientific. He clearly background. does. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Substack author uh, draws some in- interesting uh, potential conclusions that I could not help but uh, but notice. He said, he helped create market forecasts for therapeutics related to oncology 2021. Okay. He conducted impact evaluation of value-based payment models, COVID-related changes in hospital reimbursement policies for a U.S. federal health agency. That's troubling, right? Um, because he would be getting hospital reimbursement. He, he has another financial incentive outside okay. of being employed at Pfizer. And then this is the big one. He took a BCG, um, a Boston consulting group, sponsored Mandarin Chinese language and business immersion course right before the pandemic hit. Does this mean BCG and or their clients, who are either Pfizer, the U.S. government, or both, knew that these vaccines would be or were already being made in China? Business immersion uh, was also a focus. Does this mean he and his clients knew in 2019 or earlier that a mass vaccination pharma boom was about to hit, that both the CCP and Pfizer would be partnered on. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's no way we could ever prove that, but it is. it sure is interesting, right? Yeah, it, uh, I, I wasn't aware of all of these connections, so that uh, that's a good find. This is Brian O'Shea's uh, substack. Yeah. And then um, on, on O'Keefe, O'Keefe's documentation that he provide to, provided to verify Jordan Walker's background, He's also only a few degrees or or at least was or whatever. Who knows what's going on here? He was not far removed from the CEO. The CEO. Yeah. They, according to this chain of command that O'Keefe is presenting, Walker reported to Michael Dolston, who reports to Albert Borla, CEO. So, you know, uh, just a couple hops away. So I... I, I, I guess this is going to be one of those cases where they just don't address it and wait till it goes away. But I don't know, man, I, I, I don't know that this one is going away that easily. 
I don't know that just smearing James O'Keefe is going to be enough for people to unsee what they saw and heard in this video. And even if Susan intervenes to make sure you don't see it, I don't know what numbers it has on Rumble and elsewhere. Public curiosity in this is very, very high. Yes. So I, I remain open to the people who want to tell me that this is all some fakery and that Jordan Walker doesn't really do anything because that seems to be the explanation. I just need some evidence to that effect because the evidence that I've been provided, at least here in the form of these screenshots and in the form of that, uh, the research on the Substack that you mentioned, seems to point to this being, if not exactly as presented, very, very close. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, maybe it's all out of context, though. Maybe, maybe it was all just hypothetical fiction that Jordan Walker was describing. He was describing a book that he's going to write or something like that. He's been inspired. Who knows? That seems to be the only thing they have out of context. And James O'Keefe is bad. Okay. Yep. Well, do you have anything else to say about the fi- uh, about the Veritas stuff? Because I wanted to mention Scarborough before we move off the vaccines. This is the most damning thing they've ever released. I think Veritas. Yeah. I guess I didn't sit down and think about the ranking, but this uh, this is certainly it's it's hard for me to think of anything off the top of my head that would be more revealing or impactful than that one. Yeah. Yeah. But if I sat down and, and itemized them, I'd probably remember a few in the past. I mean, they've been they've been doing very good work for a very long time. So and and a lot of the sort of investigative work that that most in media are unwilling to do, at least in the direction that Veritas is. It's like investigative right. reporting in that way. Even if you agree or disagree with the methods, the sort of power centers that they're going af- after are commonly ignored by other people in media. So. So we'll see if more comes of this. Um, but on the uh, related vaccine note, MSNBC host Joe Scarborough got very frustrated this week when uh, people made fun of him for saying that he regrets not getting his fourth booster because he got COVID and it wiped him out for weeks. So if you take the simple fact that he has taken three shots and it did very little or nothing to stop him from getting the virus and suffering some sort of severe symptoms. That's because you're a moron who doesn't understand how the vaccine works. And clearly you need to take more of it. I had not gotten my COVID uh, booster. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one? The fourth. The fourth. Yeah. Because, you know, we went to London, then got COVID. COVID. Yeah. Got completely knocked down for a while. We found out the boosters, the vaccines, they don't stop the disease but they certainly do make a big impact instead of me being down for a month right with fatigue if i'd taken the booster i would have probably sneezed and said what was that and kept going do yourself a favor right and get off the websites that chinese religious cults are 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 putting as a front so they can get a stronghold in america and in your mind and and get yourself a booster shot a lot of these freaks go oh fourth booster shot robot no listen here's the deal moron (laughs) if you get a flu shot what do you do do you go to the doctor oh my god you want me to have a 50th flu shot no you get a flu shot every year right put on your big boy pants put on your big girl pants as a doctor explained to me when i didn't want to get flu shots you're not just doing it for yourself joe you're doing it for everybody what a fag, okay. a fourth booster shot. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I included it in that clip or not. Uh, I might have missed it. But of course, I included it in the intro. He, he accuses people who are 
who have opted out or who are skeptical. Well, that's because they're reading fringe Chinese propaganda. That's why. Uh, that's why you might believe the vaccines are flawed. Uh, and, and no way, though, has Joe Scarborough himself fallen for Chinese propaganda. He just he keeps enriching the pharmaceutical companies to protect himself, he thinks, from a glorified Chinese <laughs> flu. Right. In a way that doesn't even work anyway, but it's you. You're the one who has fallen for all the Chinese propaganda because because you're done. You're not you're not participating in this anymore. And the fact that he tells you that you get the shot for others tells you he's actually the one operating with bad information anyway. Even the CDC acknowledges there's next to no effect on transmission from this vaccine. He's beyond CDC indoctrinated. Oh yeah. And and get the vaccine um in perpetuity. That was never the deal. The deal that that uh, many people took was you're going to get one or two shots and then you're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and many people, I don't want to say many people took many people were coerced into it. Take this shot once or twice and you're done. Now it's get it every single year. You goddamn idiot. He sounds like the high school drug dealer. Come on, man. Every, everyone's doing it. Get in on it. All the cool kids are taking the shot. Why don't you, moron? What are you, not cool? <laughs> okay. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, well, uh, let's get to the... Uh, we should have enough time before we need a break to get through the Paul Pelosi footage, even though there's plenty to talk about here. So we might be a little bit late for our Super Chat break. Uh, appreciate uh, your patience, guys. We will get to it. But um, I, I go back and forth in trying to figure out my thoughts on this because I don't want to be so crazy or I guess so what's uh, is overly skeptical a thing. I guess what I'm saying is when I'm presented with the evidence, I want to be capable of accepting it, even if it contradicts my priors. This is one such case where maybe that's all it is. It's just, I found the story to be so far fetched. I could not possibly believe it. Now I see the footage that is mostly in line with that description. And I'm still, (laughs) I can't accept it at face value because it's so goddamn ridiculous. It is really ridiculous. Yeah. And I think the more questions are to be asked now. So after months and months of waiting, that is the most shocking thing to me, that this footage is is mostly as it was described. Um, and and I'm still trying to figure out my exact opinion on that. But we have new questions to to evaluate. Um, so let's get right into it. I, I won't uh, reiterate the facts of the Pelosi home invasion in great detail because we've all heard the story. But just a quick refresher. David DePap breaks in at 2 a.m. on October 28th. He wakes up Paul Pelosi and demands to see Nancy Pelosi. Paul calls 911. Police arrive and DePap clubs Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer before he is tackled and arrested. That is really does (laughs) exactly what is shown on the police body cam footage. Police knock on the door. DePap and Pelosi answer the knock. They both have their hands on a hammer. Police direct DePap to drop the hammer. And he he says, as described, in the legal documents, um, nope. And then he smacks Pelosi over the head, who then snores and gurgles because he's knocked out. This I have to censor the footage a little bit, but this is what it Susan was way allow. gnarlier than I expected. Yeah. Hi. Guys. How you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey, 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 hey. 
What is going on here? I'm not getting an answer on call, but... Oh, 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 shit! Network 14, Network 10, Medics Code 3 as well. You got it? crazy shit this is so crazy uh some observations and some questions and and uh not that it it demonstrates uh, this doesn't disprove anything or, or i'm not trying to imply that it's fake because of this but isn't it it's just noticeable to me the actual impact of the hammer occurs just just inside the doorway out of the frame of the police officer video. I'm not alleging this is all some orchestrated thing. It's just that smack. We can't actually see that smack. Uh, and I, and that that's noticeable. Secondly, who the hell actually opened the door? Now this was a point of dispute between the feds and San Francisco investigators. The feds said police opened the door. San Francisco authorities said Paul opened the door in the video. It seems pretty clear to me that it was not police. Sometimes distances can be distorted with these wide angle uh, body cams, but it looks like police are uh, at a distance away from the door. They knock and then back off a little bit. And the door just kind of opens. Uh, Pelosi, when it opens, has his right hand on the hammer and then what appears to be a drink in his left hand, which invites (laughs) its own new questions. DePap appears to have both hands on the hammer. And then when I when I watch the footage, I think I see some slight movement in DePap's hand moving back to the hammer as the door opens. So maybe he maybe he grabbed the doorknob and kind of pulled it open and moved his hand back as it opens just with momentum in that way. It's mm. it's very strange to watch because it looks like it's automated almost. Like he pressed a button and it just swings open. Uh I will emphasize. Paul appears to be holding a drink in his left hand, or at least a cup, and people are assuming it w- it's a it's an alcoholic beverage, uh, which would fit some of his prior behavior. But how does that fit into this sequence? I- I'm being yeah. held hostage, but he let me pour myself a drink, or maybe he even took one himself. And and if you want the deep tinfoil about how the door got open or what's going on here, Uh, some people actually think there was someone else inside on the left side of the door, the left side of Pelosi and DePap. People are saying they can see some kind of shadowy movement here. It's unclear at best to me. I think it's kind of a stretch, but this is what they're, they're highlighting. You might see some shadowy movement through the glass there. Huh? I could believe that's just reflection of the police. I'm not buying it, but I just don't see anything conclusive there for me to say, oh, there's clearly a figure behind that glass. But that's uh, a theory that's being thrown around. And uh, also note police uh, or or Paul didn't hustle to get to police. They arrive and he just kind of stays arm in arm with DePap holding this hammer for for several seconds. He just hangs out there. Recall that an NBC reporter, Miguel Almaguer, was suspended for reporting that fact that Paul did not rush to the police, that he just kind of stood there. And it was perfectly accurate reporting in yeah. hindsight. Yeah. People didn't like the inferences that people were drawing from that fact, but that fact itself was completely accurate. Mm-hmm. Also notable, the video segment is, a, is only about a minute, 40 seconds. It ends without us hearing anything meaningful from DePap or Paul Pelosi. Now, Paul Pelosi was knocked out. 
mm-hmm. but I, I'm not clear on the timeline of when he regained consciousness. DePap was never knocked out. Presumably DePap said a few things. We don't have a uh, video record of that. People are also asking uh, what's with the timestamp in the body cam footage here. It said 931 in military time. And according to the New York Times, that's because it's common for police body cams to be in Zulu time or UTC. So that's uh, that's not anything abnormal, apparently. The, the one thing I can't get over is this ostensibly shows everything they said it shows, more or less. You might nitpick a few things here or there. But it's basically what they described. Why did they hang on to this footage for so long? What was the point of hiding it? If you wanted to stop... Well, he's not the- wearing pants, which obviously people are going to draw some conclusions about that. But that's not abnormal for two in the morning if you're awakened awakened by a home intruder yeah but why was there no security that's also weird there's there's evidence that something weird was going on and that they withheld this for so long and 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 not only did they have that piece of footage because i could take that piece of footage and believe okay something silly was still going on there they might have wanted to present it a certain way or maybe this guy was under the influence or he's crazy, but this originated as something else and it went haywire. Well, they also have footage of DePap breaking and entering the home from the outside, breaking the glass with the hammer on Capitol police surveillance footage, uh, a camera mounted on the side of the Pelosi home. Now, remember, I told you that there were going to be things other than the police body cam that would be released. This is the surveillance video outside the home. And that is the suspect, DePap. And you see him, he put some items down. You see him breaking some glass and the, the fragments of glass that are that are breaking now. Emily, talk to me about this as evidence in the case. Well, so keep in mind that this suspect is facing federal charges and state at the same time, right? In December, he was indicted. Okay. Uh, again, that is a Capitol Police video feed that none of the Capitol Police actually noticed while DePap was banging on the glass in that segment for about a minute, but I believe this went on for a couple minutes' time. And not only did Capitol Police monitors not notice, this repeated hammering did not trip any other security systems present on the home or perhaps absent on the home. People have also noticed the timestamp in that video doesn't line up with the police body cam footage. This one is in Eastern Time because it's a Capitol Police uh, camera, apparently. What What is so funny? This is very it's serious. It's just this story. This story is just so bizarre. This This might be the most bizarre story to come out in the last few years. I I have to accept video that I see. I don't. I don't want to bury my head in the sand. But it is so. I agree. It is so weird just weird that it's it's hard for me to accept it at face value that's not all though we also have the 911 call right. and we were told that in this 911 call david depap actively participated in the conversation and i'm thinking what kind of kidnapper or hostage taker participates willingly in the 911 call and announces who he is that doesn't make any sense but that is also true paul yeah. called 911 as described, sounding like he's trying to tip off dispatch that he's in distress without angering DePap, and DePap is listening and introduces himself, and the emergency dispatcher seems painfully oblivious to all of it. 
This is San Francisco Police. Do you need help? Oh, well, there's a gentleman uh, here just waiting for my wife to come back. Nancy Pelosi. Okay, do you need police, fire, or medical for anything? Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Is the Capitol Police around? No, this they, is San Francisco. They usually my wife. They're usually, here. They're usually here at the house protecting my wife. Uh, no, this is San Francisco in. Police. Okay, well, Zero, uh, 24 and I don't know, what do you think? Good? He thinks everything's good. Uh, I've got a problem, but he thinks everything's good. Zero, uh, okay. This gentleman just uh, came into the house, uh, and he wants to wait here for my wife to come home. Do you know who the person is? No, I don't know who he is. He told me not to do anything. He, he told me to put the phone down and uh, just do what he said. Okay, who? what's the gentleman's name? I don't know. What's that? My name's David. Da the name is David. Okay, and who is David? I, I don't know. I, what's that? I'm a friend of theirs. Yeah, I, I, um, he says he's a friend, but as but I said, I've never... But you don't know who he is? No, no ma'am. He's telling me I'm being very leading, so i, I got to stop talking to you, okay? You sure? I can stay on the phone with you just to make sure everything's okay. No, he, he wants me to get that off the phone. Okay. Thank you. Okay, bye. What a clueless dispatcher. And maybe if I want to take this at face value or defend it as presented, maybe the fact that the dispatcher didn't seem to pick up on the urgency of the situation translated to police who didn't seem to understand the urgency of the situation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the simplest explanation is the best. I, I, if this is as simple as a San Francisco crazy man breaking in and the dispatcher not really understanding, I, I, I suppose that could explain this timeline of events. Um, at one point I had to, I cut it for time, but Pelosi is telling the dispatcher that everything is fine, but not really fine. You can kind of hear yeah. him saying that to, to different with different strategies. And she attempts to end the call with him. She's like, okay, well, if everything's fine, I'll let you go. No, 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 please, please don't. Um, not a great job by, by her assuming that this is all authentic and, and presented. Yeah. Um, and then that, that, that would also remember it was, reported earlier that police had no idea that this was even the Pelosi home that they were going to, or that they had arrived at that, that was right. reported early. I'm not sure if that was true or not, but that was claimed. It, it doesn't seem, I guess in fairness, I don't know that this dispatcher would say, Oh yes, I know the Pelosi's she's the speaker of the house at the time. Right. But perhaps the name Pelosi didn't even register with her. Register she, with her. Right. She just didn't think to, tell the responding officers or whoever that that chain of communication goes that they didn't say by the way the name on the house is pelosi maybe she didn't even think that was a significant fact right yeah, yeah. could be but this might be the weirdest piece of all of it you tell me th this supposed phone call and i i say supposed not to prompt automatic skepticism it's just <laughs> do we have confirmation this is actually him I mean, uh, L.A. Times reported that there was a call made from the from the okay. jail. OK, so that's confirmed. I suppose. Oh, this... I don't know that they just reported that. That's not confirmed either. But like, I don't know how it works in, in jail. From what I, I can tell, you can get money on your card. And you can kind of make calls, but all calls are monitored and recorded. Well, David DePap himself, apparently he called the San Francisco TV station. Is that how this, they didn't track him down. He called them on Friday mm -hmm. and they asked him, uh, Hey, what's your reaction to the release of the body cam footage? And he read 
what sounds like a script of a Fed trying to frame someone on January 6th. That's what it sounds like to me. Now that you all have seen the body cam footage, it's important, important message for everyone in America. You're welcome. Freedom uh, uh, of liberty isn't dying. It's being killed systematically and deliberately. The people killing it have names and addresses. So I got their names and addresses so I could pay them a little visit. I have a heart-to-heart chat about their bad behavior. The tree of liberty needs watering. You need men of valor. Patriots willing to put their own lives on the line to stand in opposition to tyranny. I would also like to apologize. I want to apologize to everyone. I messed up. What I did was really bad. I'm so sorry I didn't get more of them. It's my own fault. No one else is to blame. I should have come better prepared. I spent all my time exposing government corruption online, only to have them silence my freedom of speech as quickly as they could. They circumvented the Constitution and private industry. When the ruling class outsources their repression of your civil rights to private industry, it's called fascism. So bizarre. It sounds so body to me that the first time I, it doesn't sound as body now that I'm listening to it for a second time. But the first time I heard it, I was like, that is a straight computer. That is a straight computer. That is... (laughs) We're based David DePap. It's like, all right, man, I'm listening. <laughs> I yeah, the tree of yeah. tree of liberty needs watering, and we need men of valor like David DePap to I know, step right? up to the task. This Thank is you. So fetty, but I mean, that was a really coherent statement. If I'm going to grant that he was reading it and it wasn't some robot reading yeah. a script written by a Fed, um, which I'm not really willing to grant, um, but. But yeah, I, I don't know. So like, remember uh, a while back, we talked about his girlfriend, Gypsy, who came out and said like, this guy is crazy. Like he yeah. thought he was Jesus for a year, can't form a coherent thought. Um, that certainly did sound like way too well put together for that him. That was borderline Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. I mean, he, he can't be, he can't be that coherent to your point. It sounds but- fake as fuck to me though like honestly i would have taken this whole story at face value uh after the footage came out where he was trying to break into the house um until this really okay the it it doesn't make sense as a legal strategy either my understanding is he's he's pleading not guilty on the charges right right and he doesn't sound insane that that is not going to help him in an insanity defense it sounds if you're pleading not guilty you don't get on the phone with the local TV station and say, I'm sorry, I didn't get more, more. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, it, well, I, are his public defenders allowed to quit? I don't know what the rules are on that, but if I'm representing this guy, I'm done. If you're going to, if you're going to go on TV and say, I'm sorry, I didn't get more. I'm not going to argue for your innocence yeah. because you're all but admitting it at that point. Yeah. So, so, so I don't what understand is, how I, this I, happened. I, and, and for him to go from, total silence prior we weren't even getting statements through his legal representation to just appearing to deliver this scripted statement on tv is right so after bizarre why yeah. what changed why well i bet somebody swooped in and they're like if you read this statement if you call this place at this time and read this statement like we'll get you better representation we'll yeah. something something you know how feds do well just some closing thoughts i fully acknowledge i want to be completely clear this aligns uh, more with the story of just an insane person invading the Pelosi home than I previously thought. So I'm not going to sit here and and uh, act like everything I've suspected about this story prior is confirmed because it, it sounded completely fake to me. And if this is still completely fake, it's a higher level production than I expected. But I, yeah. I will acknowledge and and 
walk back some of the suspicion that I had prior that has been contradicted by this video and, and the 911 call. Absolutely. Um, I will also say the simplest explanation is usually the correct one. And, and this may be as simple as local drug addict doing local drug addict thing beats up Paul Pelosi. Uh, and it may be as simple as the Pelosi's being ridiculously unprepared with security at their home, which I also find hard to believe still, though, because of January 6th and all the other right. stuff. But yeah. if it was such a big deal, they would have been totally stacked there. Yeah. The major factor I just can't get over beyond the face value absurdity of all of it. Why was this hidden for months? The reason I was so skeptical to a faulty degree, you might argue although I, I will still maintain my skepticism with these people going forward. It, it won't go away. But the reason I was so skeptical of every claim made about this story is they refused to prove it, even though they said they had proof. And now, he, now here it is months later, and I'm, I'm supposed to say, well, I should have believed you the whole time. Well, why don't you just show me the whole time? Yeah, yeah. Especially considering that this happened right before the election, which would have been politically useful to them. Why hide it? What was gained by hiding it? I, I can't understand that that strategy. And San Francisco, you don't just uh, it's not like San Francisco is usually secretive with their body cam footage. They release body cam footage days after incidents all the time. Right. This was actually the outlier in terms of the, the common timeline of body cam footage release. So I just can't make sense of that. Neither can I. Tim Pool was like, well, I think Paul Pelosi was trying to get some drugs, but then we wouldn't have this footage of him breaking in. Yeah, that the break-in footage disputes any idea that that David DePap was initially a welcome guest and something went wrong. Yeah. So that's very convincing, right? Yeah, unless the whole thing is staged that he was in on some elaborate but then why the cover hoax. Up, maybe the cover-up was because they didn't want it to ha- because they knew that it might have the, the appearance of this happening. But maybe then why they, wouldn't they just release the footage immediately of him trying to break into the house? Yeah, I don't. Maybe it was, in fact, a high level production. But when they finished, they were so embarrassed of the production quality that they had to backtrack. And now they've had their hand forced. Maybe that's it. I mean, that's it. Would I. Again, I grant the simplest explanation is probably the correct one. But would I be shocked to learn that this was like a high level Smollett production? No, I could believe that, too. Uh, if that if more information came out to that effect, I certainly could believe it. Yeah, um, exactly. If you would like to learn more like I would, you're gonna have to wait about a month. DePap's next court date is not until February 23rd. So it doesn't sound like we're gonna get any additional information anytime soon. And we are Forever. past due for a break anyhow. So it's a good time to sure. take one before we get into the Tyree Nichols police beating and some other uh, topics before we finish up tonight. All right. Captain Norway, Matt and I once made love. It was okay. But when I accused him of fence straddling, he firmly argued, now wait a little and listen here, bucko. With facts and logic, he shapiroed me down a few notches and I left crying like a humbled home. That's a big gay, man. Thank it's you. A big gay. I'm glad I turned you around. That's right. You did. You accused me of being a fence setter and I took issue with it on Wednesday night. I didn't, I didn't forget. People were super chatting uh, Chrissy Mayer, all these Matt and I made love jokes and she did not know what was going on. She was like, what is, what is who's this? Who's Matt? Yeah. Yeah. Who's Matt? Yeah. yeah. Zorzi uh, sent a bunch. I'm just going to read them in succession. The consequences of sin aren't just limited to the center, but can be felt reverberating through the community at large. All sin carries consequences, regardless of the scope of the misdeed or inaction. This is why God calls us to follow his word. We have moral obligation to follow the path of God, not just for us, 
but for our friends, neighbors, even enemies, those who subscribe to the notion that we should live and let live as long as nobody infringes on your rights, don't understand that they and everyone are affected by the sins of those around them, regardless of their intention. If there's man whose path leads him to cure cancer, his abdication of divine responsibility will indirectly kill countless innocents. Should that man be led astray by gambling? It's our allowance of his vice through legal acceptance and social tolerance. God, I love this guy so much. That helped pave the way to untold suffering. Mankind's understanding is infantile in its reach like children stumbling in the dark. It is only by following the light of the Lord that we find the solace we desire. If those libertarians among us were graced with or perhaps haunted by momentary omniscience, they'd understand that a true moral society doesn't allow its flock to be tempted by the so-called self-destructive vices we permit for the suffering that follows is beyond measure. Love you both and God bless. I love this guy. Thank you, Georges. Over a billion, two hundred, a trillion, two hundred billion dollars. So uh, right on. Yeah, w- would I would I grant the point that there are some uh, self abuses even that that ha- that have destructive externalities? Well, if everybody is an alcoholic gambler, you're going to have a a bad society. I, I will grant that point. Uh, certainly, I guess I would I would counter with what is the the best mechanism to keep to keep a man on a moral path. Is it the force of law or is it his own decision-making and conscience? And I certainly agree that a complete laissez-faire attitude of all decisions are equally valid. So long as they have no direct effect on me is unwise because it will produce the sort of degeneracy he's talking about. What, what I hope for, and I think what, what I would philosophically argue for is men being persuaded to moral and virtuous behavior for its own sake, rather than being clubbed into it by some force of government or something like that. But Um, that's the point. We should be enforcing God's will through our government. It's a very dangerous proposition though, because when you start, when you start telling people we're going to lock you up for say, like poor decisions that affect you in that way, you gamble. That's not what he's saying. He's saying that we shouldn't, uh, that it shouldn't be uh, it shouldn't be legal, but that he's not saying that there should be some outlandish punishment. Ah, you just want to basically shut down the establishments that enable it or something like that. That's a, that's a fair distinction. You're not necessarily treating it as a criminal act. You're just not providing the infrastructure for that to happen. I suppose I would still say the dangers of that being the dangers of that creeping into unjust imposition on people's lives are significant enough that you got to decentralize that authority. Right. Now, okay, fine. Then let's ignore this as a, as a legal proposition and make it entirely social. Ah, uh, should we just bring back shame? <laughs> Is that, well, that's the answer to all things, right? I have a lot I mean, look, less Look at Victorian society. Yeah. They weren't necessarily, um, they weren't necessarily like locking up prostitutes and things like that. But yeah. if you were a, a woman that had strayed into prostitution, you were never allowed to rejoin polite society ever again. I mean, I am there much more open to the uh, the use of shame as a as a tool for this sort for countering this sort of behavior than I am uh, the force of law. Okay, I, I think we could probably find some common ground on that. But I, I, uh, Georges, I appreciate your thoughtful chats. Of course, your support for the show and your uh, the good nature of your uh, of your challenge. It's always thought provoking. So thank you for that. You want to take over? Did yeah. Did you? we get iBot? Nope. Uh, I bought. Thank you as well. 
Daniel Kunkel. Over a billion, two hundred, a trillion, two hundred billion dollars. Daniel says, I'm glad Memphis isn't burning so bright as to be seen from orbit after those five cops beat that black man to death. But is there any doubt it would be different? Were the cops a uh, of were the cops of a paler complexion? Yeah, uh, no doubt. Just one guy. Was there a white guy within the vicinity who that could be blamed <laughs> yeah. on? I don't think they found one. Although I read that they fired the the ambulance people too for not rendering aid effectively enough. I didn't get as much into that part of the story, but whatever. There's got to be a white person at fault. We'll have we'll find him eventually. Robin D. Banks says, "Blonde and I once made hate. We had a lemonade stand. I yelled, who wants to help me?'" F- <laughs> finish this juice oh what the unfortunately a rabbi was listening and he got the wrong idea we're sorry we didn't mean it <laughs> incidental hate from robin oh my god knuckle hunky buck says robin d banks once fired me from her lemonade stand for giving giving away too much free product to don lemon or don hey. Lemon if you prefer knuckle hunky buck of course the author of one of the best super chat jokes ever when life gives you don lemon give lemon aids i think <laughs> was the uh was the i I probably butchered it was that correct i don't know that's right yeah bill biz did you see how quickly ben crump showed up in memphis well i think ben crump made a major error because anytime a black man is killed at the hands of police he automatically parachutes in he's dropped from an airplane he parachutes in and he landed on the ground they said no no it is all it was all black cops so there's nothing much you can do here he says well i've already i already made the trip i got to figure this out one way or another yeah really so yeah, he he's there fast, man. I don't. He must. Uh, he must have some. He must pay somebody to like monitor the news because <laughs> before anybody knows, when there's a whiff of a black person being abused he's by there. police, he's there in a second mm, yeah. with remarkable speed. Grimturd says, "Dad jokes for you. What do sprinters eat before a run? Nothing. They fast." I used to be addicted to the hokey pokey, but I've turned myself around and really (laughs) that's what it's all about. Thank you. (laughs) I have to refresh if you can take over. Oh, um, let's see. How many more should we do? Well, we can we could take a couple more, but we should probably get back into it. Hi, Truth Seekers. This week I learned UL Underwriters Laboratories, one of the oldest and most respected product safety approval bodies in the world will offer ESG advisory assurance services. Okay. What is that uh, That little emoji? I'm so blind. That looks like a little uh, a, a flying saucer, a UFO. Oh, okay. I thought it was a diamond ring. I was very yeah. confused. Huh. Wait, wait. Oh, I, I interpreted this the opposite way. I thought you were saying they were, provided, they were providing a protection against ESG. You're saying they're doing work on behalf of on ESG. Behalf of ESG. Yeah. Oh, great. So we're going to have... Uh, Underwriters laboratories. So we're going to have people whose job is uh, is is risk assessment, or at least in the 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 financial context, the lending context, risk assessment that they're going to do ESG stuff. That's what I thought. All they care about is like whether you're going to be able to pay back the money or not. And if you're ESG adherent, you're probably probably a tougher time paying back the money. Um, Thanks, thanks for the info. We need a sounder of the time blonde yelled. They're banging in reference to Robin D. Banks and the man with three names. That's if, true. They are banging. I don't care what anyone says. If someone wants to go back and find that point in time, you can send me the sound clip. Appreciate it. Boogeyman 917. Rad drop. We will get to that at the end of the show. Larkin Chu says the trans man only ate salads. It's because he was an herbivore. 
or in this case, a her before. Oh. <laughs> On like, fire tonight. It. Yeah. I'm a retard. Uh, AP, watch the Wednesday show. Blonde have been praying God leads you to the right church. I know the feeling of it being hard to fit in, Matt, except Christ is your Lord and Savior, you Ethan. He's coming <laughs> along nicely. Hey, man. I'm, and, yeah, I'm like nine months into a Bible study with the intent of continuing. So, yeah. You know, and I am going to me. go to an Orthodox church this upcoming week, I yeah. think. So we'll see. Uh, I appreciate the uh, the support for the show and the, and the thoughts. Thank you, AP. Uh, let's circle back. Okay. okay. Thank you guys for the chats and thanks for your patience with uh, us getting to the chats a little bit late. We will come back to them at the end of the stream. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. For now, we'll get into the police beating of Tyree Nichols and the name. First of all, the name is exactly what was the, the kid's name who fell off the ride in, was it Florida? Tyree Simpson. Yeah. And he, it, it looked like his name was Tyre. Yeah. In fact, I think you read it as tire and I don't blame you because it's just tire with a Y. Same thing. Name, except this guy got uh, killed. So maybe we shouldn't do it. Well, tire. no, Tyree Simpson also, also got killed, but kind of in a more hilarious way. <laughs> Ranking the comedy of these deaths. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with fat guy falls off of uh, an amusement park. Ride. <laughs> All right. We've already uh, started this very respectfully. I, I'm, I'm glad we've we've established this correctly. Uh, in this particular case, again, I, I just want to emphasize, I, I have not had the, the ability to analyze all of the footage in detail. The footage is pretty deep. Um, I had limited time over the weekend. Take my initial analysis here with a bit of a grain of salt because it is very possible that I'm missing something. But I've seen the key moments and they are crazy enough that I can't even show them without uh, getting Susan's wrath thrown at me. But some background context as far as what happened here on January 7th, 29 year old Tyree Nichols was stopped for reckless driving. He was physically pulled out of the car where Memphis police used pepper spray and a taser on him. Nichols then broke away from that initial police encounter and he ran away. Officers caught up with Nichols shortly thereafter and they engaged him physically in what appears to be just a good old-fashioned ass-beating. And in this footage that I can't show because Susan has forbidden it, although you can find it all across the internet, uh, the the Memphis Police Vimeo, I think, is where you find the the full uncensored footage. Um, uh, The pieces that I've seen, police hold Nichols down. In one case hold him on the ground, get a running start to kick him in the face. Like it's, you know, the kickoff at the super bowl or something like that. I mean, crazy. This is some of the craziest police footage I've ever seen. They hold him upright for a few, just like haymaker punches to the face. Uh, there was also some baton work while he's restrained. The, the five officers and there were five officers involved in detaining Nichols all were black and Nichols was black. Uh, I will also, uh, or Nichols, uh, Nichols was hospitalized in critical condition and died three days later. Autopsy commissioned by the family confirms the cause of death was extensive bleeding caused by a, uh, a severe beating. There yeah, are three right. angles of this police body cam footage. There's also a wider angle of surveillance footage from a pole mounted camera. You can see a frame of that on your screen right now. News reports that I've seen commonly say that Nichols was compliant in the no. initial arrest. I would say that is factually not false. true. Yeah. Um, he, he resists. He does run away. 
There are um, five of them, though. It's like, get your shit together, guys. Once police have him under control, I mean, uh, maybe that's an incorrect word to use, but I guess what I'm saying is there are five police officers physically engaging him. You, you could put like one guy on each limb. It's it's hard for me to, he was unarmed, uh, Nichols was. It's hard for me to believe in, I welcome pushback from law enforcement if you have it, because I don't have experience in this, but it's hard for me to believe that if you got that many guys on him, you can't get him in handcuffs, which didn't yeah. happen until way later. Um, so police have him under control, quote unquote, though he, though he is still resisting to some degree, but they're just beating his ass. I mean, this looks like yeah. bar fight outside late at night rather than, um, some kind of arrest. Again, Nichols was, was not, Nichols could have complied from the start and this wouldn't have happened. However, uh, I would say the use of force based on my initial viewing, I'll go back later and see if I miss something. Seems disproportionate. Clearly excessive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and that, and that even says nothing about the taser and the, the pepper spray. I'm just talking about like the, the physical ass kicking, like fists yeah, and feet. Yeah, yeah. This is so much worse than George Floyd. Oh yeah. By, by a lot. The, yeah. This seems, maybe there's some information I'm missing and I'll, I'll understand contextually how this happened, but on first glance it's like this this does not make sense this looks like a bar fight okay the uh there all, all the officers involved are are relatively new they had 3 to 6 years of experience each of them they were all members of a police unit called scorpion an undercover program designed to deal with serious street crimes often gang related all five officers were fired uh and on tuesday they were all charged with second degree murder aggravated assault aggravated kidnapping official misconduct and official oppression as Damn. of Friday, they've all posted bail and they've been released. Of course, you have to get the white supremacist uh, scapegoat. Uh, n- never mind that as far as we know, nobody involved here was white in any way. Everybody involved <laughs> it, from a law enforcement perspective was black. But clearly those black cops are acting on behalf of their white supremacist rulers. The new youngest member of Congress, Maxwell Frost of Florida, tweeted and deleted on Friday, quote, doesn't matter what color those police officers are. The murder of Tyree Nichols is anti-black and the result of white supremacy. How? How? It's the new progressive kind of color, uh, progressive colorblind white supremacy. You've seen that popping up here and there, you know, very inclusive hoods in the KKK. But count me in on some of the other theories for what happened here. Um, One of them pretty well documented. Another based on unconfirmed sourcing at this point, but I am, this beating is so bad. It's like when, when you have a a violent police encounter, sometimes I can understand. It's like, look, the guy was on drugs and he kept fighting and it was just adrenaline on adrenaline. And maybe the cop got a little rough, but that's what can happen in this situation. This was an instance where it's five dudes and, and not one guy apparently is saying, okay, like, we punched like, him in the on. face yeah. enough times. I think he. Uh, I think he's. Also, I think he gets it. Were they just trying to get him on reckless driving? It's like yeah. the, you weren't. You weren't trying to get him on murder, where you like have to catch the suspect, or he could. He could do it again. Yeah. So as far as like, what, if he runs away, what's going to happen? Well, I, I guess. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I, I definitely wouldn't say that the police have an obligation to let him run away or so. And I know that's not what you're saying, but. But it, it seems that the, it, the 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 goal here was not just to detain him. It was to beat his ass. And they did. And I, I'm looking for an explanation for that. And there are a couple possible ones that have emerged. 
the first is at least highly likely to be a factor, if not fully explanatory, but at least part of the story. Memphis, like many other places, has been short on cops and desperate to recruit them. Yeah. As such, they have reduced uh, recruiting standards in recent years. As of January 2022, uh, Memphis Police Department was short about 500 cops. So it's not like we have a position or two to fill. We need basically anybody to help us at this point. So they started offering $15,000 signing bonuses. To be fair, I don't have a benchmark for what the normal signing bonus may or may not be, but that sounds high to me. I I don't know what the salary in this job is, but let's say the salary is 60 grand or something to start. You're talking about like three months pay as a signing bonus. That's yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, They had to uh, and they had to reduce the job requirements or at least the, the requirements for prospective officers. So instead of an associate's degree or 54 college credit hours as a requirement, MPD only required five years of work experience. MPD also, it just says work experience. So yeah, I, I guess if you were, I don't know, a babysitter for five years or something, that's good enough. No disrespect to all the babysitters out there. I just don't know if it prepares you for a career in law enforcement. That's all. (laughs) MPD also lowered their physical fitness standards for recruits. These factors led to MPD settling for less desirable job candidates, according to a criminal justice professor and former NYPD detective speaking with the New York Post in this story. This next piece, the source is unconfirmed, highly speculative, but I think it's interesting enough that I just I want the idea to be considered. Could it be uh, that that there's actually some kind of organization to the bad guy behavior here is like it could just be that that the memphis police are not getting they're not recruiting the best and and so that is reflected in poor behavior by these cops or could it be that they're actually organized bad guys lauren witzke says she has a a credible source and that's her characterization you'll have to decide if you trust her or not but a source saying that three of the five cops involved are members of the vice lords gang and under the direction of the gang, the source says videos of other gang-directed beatings were found on their phones. Supposedly, these these recordings of beatings would be proof of carrying out the beating. Could this have actually been some kind of gang hit or something like that? No. Totally, totally unconfirmed. Take it with a grain of salt. But what intrigues me about this theory is that the degree of the beating and the amount of guys involved implies to me some level of organization intent uh, just maybe it's i'm true. thinking too much into it maybe they're just bad cops who are poorly prepared and it's as simple as that but if you want to hit somebody in that way okay they're understaffed so they're also not investigating murders like as much as they normally wouldn't it just be easier and you'd get you'd get less heat if you just murdered them and did a good job <laughs> yeah maybe if it was a hit like just do it cleanly yeah i i will also emphasize to this potential point again unverified just alleged but the all of these police were part of an undercover unit that that involved itself with gang activity is it possible that these guys crossed the line from undercover cop to actual gang member and they kind of went back and forth between those roles when you lower the standards there are going to be some more dirty cops than there normally would be yeah i uh there's i've not seen evidence to this effect just the claim so i will qualify that repeatedly just so i'm i'm understood properly but 
I, I do think there's more to this story that we haven't uncovered yet. I will also say that Tyree Nichols reportedly had a clean criminal record. Wow. So, yeah, it, 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 if you want to, I don't think that he conducted himself perfectly in this interaction with police, though I, it seems he was uh, punished a little harshly, um, but it doesn't appear like he was constantly, like he, he was some career criminal or something like that. And uh, wouldn't he have put it together that it was a gang hit? Yeah, I guess to, to push back on that, like if he knew who they were, perhaps he would have said something to that effect during this encounter. And as far as right. I've seen, he did not. He did not. Yeah. We don't have any toxicology reports as of now either. I mean, Nichols does resist and it's possible that maybe he he was under the influence of something. But uh, it, it, it's hard for me to say that he was obviously on drugs or something like that. And that is the explanatory that 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 mm. is what explains this entire encounter. There were um a lot of protests in response. I use the word protest deliberately because it, it does appear that violence or destruction was pretty minimal outside of a few yeah, isolated cases. Imagine that uh, actual peaceful protests. The only time it's it's black on black crime. Um, so I don't know. They they shut down some Memphis highway, and then there were some people gathered in like washington square park there's just there's just not much to report here i did see some reports of a few arrests here and there in la and some of these major uh, urban centers but i've not seen uh anything that that looks on par with the uh, summer of love after what happened with george floyd for example so nope. again um because i didn't get to put as mu- put as much time into this story as i would have liked to if you have information that uh, would be valuable for me to see don't don't hesitate to send me an email because i'm interested in this story and just something something doesn't uh sit right there's got to be some piece of information that that makes this make sense a little bit more so i'll be i'll be watching closely as it develops i'll be quick with some of these uh final stories before we get into hoax hate and the movie review but uh as much as we've criticized uh now house speaker kevin mccarthy i did offer him a chance to win my heart with uh with good gestures. Um, I was joking on Twitter. I was referencing the dumb and dumber scene. You know, just when I think you can't get any dumber, you go and do something like this and totally yep. redeem yourself. Redeem yourself. I, uh, I wouldn't say that Kevin McCarthy has totally redeemed himself to my satisfaction, but I want to be fair and acknowledge steps in the right direction. So I would say by far the best thing that he's done in his early tenure as house speaker is boot Adam Schiff. And Eric Swalwell off the Intel Committee. He also kicked yeah. Ilhan Omar off the Foreign Affairs Committee. Oh. We know you love Ilhan. I do love Ilhan. Yeah. If only we could have many, many more of her in Congress. Demo- if she were a man, though. <laughs> yes. More Somali men in Congress. You heard it from Blonde. <laughs> then we'll be heading in the right direction. Straight toward Mogadishu. <laughs> Final That's destination. all I've ever wanted. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Democrats are complaining that McCarthy punished uh, these members, as in Schiff and Swalwell and, and Omar, but sat serial liar George Santos on two committees. And do they have a point about Santos? Yes, I will acknowledge that. He seems like a real <laughs> piece of crap. They sure do. Yeah. Do I have any sympathy for them? No. You play partisan mm-hmm. games. You win partisan prizes. And and you can argue, seriously speaking, this is not just pure partisanship regardless. Uh, Adam Schiff lied about having classified intel to implicate Trump in the Russian collusion scheme for years. Mm -hmm. And there are 
credible accusations that he leaked classified info in his tenure on the Intel committee as well. Eric Swalwell, of course, was literally in bed with a Chinese spy prior to 2015. <laughs> bang, bang. These are reasons beyond just lying. Yes. Mishandling of national secrets. That's a standard that implicates Schiff and Swalwell in a way that George Santos is not implicated. And maybe you say not yet. And I say, yeah, you're probably right. But again, see the prior point. Play partisan games, win partisan prizes. Sorry, yeah. didn't set yeah. the rules. You did. <laughs> You, you want to do all these partisan impeachments based on joke premises? Sorry you got booted off the committee. Probably should have seen that coming. Yeah. Maybe uh, mend some fences and we'll we'll figure it out later. Uh, both Swalwell and Schiff are now fundraising off of the dismissal. Adam Schiff has created a thrilling new TikTok account uh, right after he was dismissed, uh, trying to um, get some sympathy and trying to get some sympathy bucks as well. Hello, I'm Congressman Adam Schiff with some troubling news. Today, Kevin McCarthy removed me from the House Intelligence Committee, all for doing my job, for holding Trump accountable and standing up to the extreme MAGA Republicans. We knew it would be bad when the Republicans took over, but it's far worse than we expected. But I can promise you this, this is not the end of my fight for our democracy. This is just the beginning. Please join us and contribute today. Thank you. And what he needs the money for isn't just fighting Trump directly. He He's apparently running for the Senate now. And uh, it is presumed that, that Dianne Feinstein, million-year-old Dianne Feinstein, will finally retire. So She Adam, is a million. Isn't she in her deep 80s? Is she in her 90s? I think she's 90. Isn't she close to 95 or something? Google that for oh me. I, I'm pretty sure she's over 90. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, Adam, she's 89. She, oh, I guess I was wrong but close enough. Adam Schiff and fellow California con Oh yeah, I wrote this in here thinking it was clever. Adam Schiff and fellow California congresswoman, it's funny cuz he he seems feminine in ways. Katie Porter <laughs> are both announcing particularly in neck width. That's where he's very feminine. He Seriously, has a, he has a dainty neck. The skinniest neck I've ever seen. <laughs> he and Katie Porter have both announced they're, they're in to claim Dianne Feinstein's seat in 2024. For his part, Eric Swalwell, this was my other clever line. <clears throat> For his part, Eric Swalwell says his fang fang time was no thing thing. Thank you. <laughs> this, this morning on CNN, Swalwell said, you don't have to take his word for it that he never compromised American security. You can take the FBI's word for it because they looked into it and he was fully cleared. And if you don't trust Eric Swalwell, surely you trust the integrity of the FBI. And that settles that. Any commentary on Swalwell and Schiff? No, I mean, uh, I, I'm going to miss the laws. He's still around. He's not going anywhere. He just doesn't have access yeah. to the same information he used to. Yeah, this TikTok account might be good for us. I suppose we might have a few surprise cringe submissions from there. Isn't there an age limit for TikTok? I don't know, he, but he's not. Nobody wants to hear just n political talking points on TikTok. You have to do the dances. You have to do some kind of uh, viral trend stuff. We need to get the real cringe content. And it's not just Adam Schiff talking. That's it's true. him participating in whatever the viral trend of the day is, which maybe but I, my point is that he's going to have less to talk about then. Uh, yeah, he'll find a way. He'll, he'll Less fire in his belly, right? What's he going to do all the time? I always think fiery, a fiery style when I think Adam Schiff. 
Anyway, uh, I wanted to talk just a, a couple gun control leftovers from the the week of two mass shootings in California and two demographically bizarre mass shootings because they were elderly Asian men back to back. We didn't have the typical uh, disaffected white male of about 20 years old who was a weirdo loner yeah. at school and couldn't get a date <clears throat> and the, the stereotype. Gang shooting. Yeah. Yeah. We, and not that either. Instead. The Asian, the old Asian men have finally had enough and they're striking back. And uh, all of that led to that preposterous claim that there have been 40 mass shootings in 2023 so far. Right. Uh, more than one mass shooting a day. That's the line. It's a bunch of nonsense. I, I posted a video on Friday if you'd like to get the full details on that. But a few things I didn't have a chance to get into fully. Uh, the shooter in Monterey Park used something of an uncommon weapon, at least for mass shooting purposes. He used a Mac 10 variant, apparently with a homemade suppressor. Of course, the, uh, the suppressor is illegal in California and they're heavily regulated at the federal level. The, the magazines that he used in this thing are also illegal in California. Notably, if the shooter manufactured this himself without the, the proper federal process and paperwork, it would likely, it, it almost certainly is, is federally illegal as well. Given just the oddities of this gun. I'm going to guess he did not follow the federal process for legal suppressor possession and manufacture. The reason I bring this up is because the new propaganda term was born. Thanks to the LA County Sheriff's department. What he used is a quote magazine fed semi-automatic assault pistol. (laughs) That's the term that they used. And it was parroted by several media sources. Now what makes a pistol, a magazine-fed semi-automatic assault pistol. Well, I guess some of it is in the name, but the trouble is what's in the name is a... Those are common attributes of pretty much all modern handguns. More than 10 rounds in the mag, semi-automatic action, magazine-fed. What do you mean? Like I, I Revolvers, I guess, technically are not magazine-fed, but the, the, the majority of modern handguns on the market today are magazine-fed, okay? Right. They just attach that on as though it's like some uncommon feature. And this is why you have to fight these propaganda terms as they arise, because if you think they're just trying to get the scary guns over there, well, pretty soon, like that normal Glock that you've had for 10 years. Now that's a scary gun because it's a magazine fed semi-automatic assault pistol. So sounds stupid, too. It it is a ridiculous term, but uh, good job to the uh, L.A. County Sheriff's Department for coming up with that one. Uh, Alex Padilla is uh, is the is one of the uh, he's the California senator who who replaced uh, Kamala Harris and I assume is staying in office. It's the uh, it's Feinstein's who's getting uh, Feinstein who's getting replaced by Schiff or Porter or somebody else. But anyway, uh, he brought up this point that that uh, that this California crime, it's not California's fault. It's actually Arizona's fault or it's Indiana's fault, like Chicago. California's laws can't work because this shooter violated California gun law in many ways beyond just killing people. The configuration of his firearm was illegal in California in several different ways. But but California's laws that otherwise work don't because they can be easily evaded by the, quote, patchwork of laws in the United States. Again, this according to California Senator Alex Padilla. We do uh, take it as uh, a reminder of the urgency with which we need to strengthen our gun safety laws across the country. Many of my colleagues have pointed out, you know, doesn't California have some of the strictest laws and protections of any state in the nation? That is true. And they have worked and it is helpful. But when 
there's a patchwork of laws and protections to various degrees across states, then clearly there are vulnerabilities that can uh, impact any community in the country. Sounds a lot like you're talking about ruling out federal gun laws. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, I mean, I, the reason I bring this up, too, in addition to pushing back on the, the propaganda terms they use to describe guns, you have to stop that immediately. The fact that patchwork of laws has been hijacked to mean a negative when, in fact, that is the design of our country. That has right. to be turned around to no good that it's a patchwork of laws. That is the that's the intent. We should fight for that because the reason is then you California jackasses can't impose your nonsense <laughs> on the rest of us. That's the point. Yeah. Likewise, take it you guys don't like the way Nevada operates or Arizona or Montana, presumably. Great. We're not going to impose that shit on you if we follow a system of maximizing state authority. But yeah, to your point, they don't want that. But I just I hate that patchwork of laws has been treated as a flaw in the system rather than the design. Um, but second, not even true. Not true that it's a legal patchwork in this particular context insofar as federal law requires any interstate gun transfer to be handled through licensed dealers who will what administer a background check and apply exactly. the laws of the uh, of the state of receipt when you get that gun you can't just drive over to, over to nevada or arizona and get a gun and drive back to california if you go there with a california id to buy it that's not that's not legal you can't do that it's if, a shame that if, not if that's happening, it is it is a violation of federal law already, but somehow still more federal law will will fix it. Um, I know I, I talked a little bit about that in the prior video that I posted, but I just I, I for debate purposes, when this issue inevitably comes up, uh, comes up, I, I, I hope people are clear about that when they make this false claim that you can just go over to Nevada and get guns. No, you can't. Not well, legally. it's so disingenuous. You want to tell me that all these politicians don't know that the vast majority of uh, crimes, gun crimes, are committed against people that, that clearly don't give a shit about enforcing the laws or abiding by the laws? It can't be it's that. so stupid. It can't be I, that California criminals have no regard for California law. That, Speaking of the simplest explanation being the likely one, no, that can't be it. Cory Booker... I've missed his teary-eyed arguments since 2019. Yeah. And remember my my favorite moment, I was thinking about it earlier, when he was on the debate stage and Beto O'Rourke started speaking Spanish and Cory Booker was thinking, that's my bit. <laughs> you son of a bitch. And he, he just started rambling in incoherent <laughs> Spanish nonsense. I know enough Spanish to know that it didn't make sense. And he was saying, este presidente atacado, a demon andado, los inmigrantes, es unacceptable. <laughs> okay, shut up. <laughs> okay that was cory booger i miss those because he he has these classics when he uh yes. when he's given the opportunity so he brought one of his teary-eyed arguments uh into the gun control context this week he said there have been more gun murders in america in his lifetime than all of our war dead for the country's entire history one of the number one reasons, if you turn to our founders, that this nation was formed was for the common defense. And now we have more people in America in my short lifetime that have died due to gun violence than in every single one of our wars, from the Civil War and the Revolutionary War to the wars in the Middle East combined. 
This, this is uh, a, dele uh, a dereliction of duty. This is a surrender uh, to uh, violence. Uh, this is not doing your constitutional duty to protect this nation uh, from threats foreign and domestic. What he really means is this is unacceptable e muy mal. <laughs> muy mal. Yeah. Does he look whiter to you? <laughs> Has he been bleaching? I don't know. Let me. I should have a frame of him. Yeah, there we go. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's maybe just rubbing elbows with all these Washington folk. He's just not reading his black anymore. <laughs> that New Jersey cred is wearing off, Corey. That can't possibly be true. And even if the numbers are approaching those numbers, remove black on black crime and then let's have a conversation. Ooh. I don't know. How much of that is black on black crime? Uh, well, I guess you could do the math. I didn't do that part of the math, but you know the percentages and you could make an assumption. Uh, or you know, make an estimate based on the percentages. But but if that if numerically that sounds wrong or suspicious, that's because it is. In 2020, there were about 19,000 homicides with guns, and homicides is even a very broad term because homicide might, in some cases, that's not murder. That just means someone killed somebody else with a gun. But let's right. say they're all murders. Let's just go with that. 20, 19,000. Wait, that includes accidental shooting. It, it's just homicide. Any somebody kill. It includes justified sh uh, shootings. It includes accidental shootings. It includes deliberate shootings. If I understand. Even correctly. if somebody wasn't charged with with murder. Yeah, it's a homicide. It's just not an intentional homicide. Wow. I guess that never occurred to me. Yeah. That they would categorize that. OK, proceed. Yeah. Homicide and murder are distinct things. Uh, murder is a sub category category of, of homicide. homicide. OK. Yeah. So uh, let's say that let's just give Cory Booker the benefit of the numbers here and say there are 19,000 murders a year with guns. And and let's say that that's true for all of Cory Booker's 56 years, though that's not true, but it's a high end estimate. That would be just over a million gun murders, one one million sixty four thousand. Again, assuredly a high estimate, certainly much lower than that. Well, throughout all of our wars dating back to the Revolutionary War, there have been at least one point three million war dead. If you want to be ultra restrictive, Wikipedia says there have only been 666,000 combat deaths in our history. So maybe that's where Cory Booker got his point. But it's still it's it's a really dumb point regardless. Let's say that Cory Booker is right that there are more gun murders than combat deaths. Well, that's it combat death is is a statistically rare form of death. You could make this same reasoning about all kinds of things. It's an apples right, to oranges true. comparison. Every year we also have more traffic deaths than combat deaths or war deaths generally. Does that mean delete the cars? We have more knife murders on an annual basis than combat deaths or war deaths. Does that mean delete sure. the knives? And 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 uh if we if we have a problem with so many murderers, by the way, Corey, I might like a tool with which to defend myself from the murderers. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'll hang on to that. But it, it's also he sneaks in this point. You know, one of the founding principles of our country. You know what was a founding principle of our country? Not turning in your guns in exchange for supposed state security. That was absolutely yeah. not a founding value. It no was matter. like the founding value. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have an amendment on that one. I will yep. refer you to it. Oh, but that's just about militias, bro. Yeah, what were the militias? They were state security forces to defend against what? Tyranny. Yeah. From from whom? Well, any threats, really, foreign or domestic, but in, including the federal government for whom you work, Cory Booker. That, that was a founding value. Anyway, I, I've despite uh, my criticism, I enjoy the opportunity to interact with Corey once again. It was uh, it was a pleasure. Always entertaining. Yes. You ready for hoax hate here? 
I am. All right, let's talk about it. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? New information came out over the weekend, including charges in this case, but I remain convinced it's at least partial hoax. Last weekend, Jalik Rosemond, who is a student at Kennesaw State University in Georgia and apparently works as a DoorDash driver, says he was violently attacked by two young white men who called him various slurs, including the magic slur that justifies anything and everything. Lucky bastard. Hmm. Security camera video from late Saturday night shows the confrontation outside Jalik Roseman's apartment when he says two young white men he'd never seen before jumped him as he was coming home from work. They were hitting me, they stomped on me, they pulled, and then they refer as they're beating me, they're referring to they're referring to me as black boy, uh, uh, boy they. They were uh, uh, constantly saying racial slurs as they're attacking me. Roseman says they also kicked him in the face, broke his nose, and that one told the other to tear out his dreads. Roseman got away, banged on his window, calling to his roommate for help. He was bleeding and his nose was fractured. Emmanuel Osakwe and Jalik Roseman say allegations that it all started because Roseman had tried to drive into one of the white men with his car and had a gun are just not true. He has no doubt what started it. Just pure, pure discrimination and hatred because of a uh, color, I, uh, because of my color and my race. Uh-huh. It wasn't. I did not provoke nobody. I didn't say anything towards nobody. I was just coming home, just trying to get into my my house. Kennesaw police continue to investigate. They say they are not yet classifying this as a hate crime. Why would it be, dude? Those are really specific allegations. So he tried to run over two white guys. Then got out of the car branching a gun so they just beat the shit out of him and then he's like no please stop yeah this sounds like uh trying to jump some guys and got his ass kicked in response instead yeah. that's what it's it's a very weird denial just so you know if you hear any accusations that i tried to hit them with my car and then got out of the car <laughs> and true. pointed a gun at their faces and said give <laughs> yeah. me all your money that is there's had nothing oh. to do with that at all but you were looking at this story before live and there are now two arrests with a notable yeah. qualifier. What did you learn about the arrests? Just the two white guys were arrested, okay. but, but you know, we don't have any information on who, on who they are. So I don't know that it really gives us any more information about what happened. Bar- they probably uh, just felt pressure to arrest these two guys buried about paragraph 12 somewhere in here. I don't know. Deep in the story quote, however, Officers did not file hate crime charges in the case. Why yeah. not? There, even though there are uh, uh, battery charges applied here, uh, there is no demonstration that it was racially motivated at all, which must mean police. It, it means either police have seen no evidence of a racial motive or they've seen evidence of a primary motive. Otherwise that something else started this conflict Correct. such that even if these white guys were, wrong in their use of force they did not initiate that force based on hatred for his race yep so far as the evidence as the police understand it uh, exists right now yep so i (laughs) i'm I'm gonna guess there's there i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna hit doubt and believe there probably is something to the car and the gun story 
gonna, I'm gonna. He says it in the prime. Why would he even say that? He even says in this story, where is it? It's like I definitely don't carry a gun, and certainly not while working for DoorDash. Just so you guys know. <laughs> yeah, uh, which to be fair, I'm not saying that carrying a gun is inherently suspicious. I'm a proponent of that, obviously. I'm not saying he sounds a, like he was brandishing his gun. I, that would be the problem. I'm not saying he's a bad guy for that. I'm just saying it's very weird to come out with these proactive denials that are very specific. That's so, yeah, that's specific, what's yeah. weird about it. <laughs> anyway, we're uh, we definitely got to get into the movie review because I suspect there might be a lot to say about this one. Oh, yeah. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. Tonight's movie is the 1980 Stanley Kubrick psychological thriller The Shining, in which an aspiring writer takes his family to maintain a luxurious mountain hotel in isolation for the winter, loses his mind reenacting a decades-old axe massacre on the site, and freezes himself into a meme. From uh, my wife, who was the movie nominator for the one week, the fifth Sunday in January. She says, uh, one of Kubrick's best films, from the addition of supernatural elements to the layered occult symbolism, you can find something new with each additional watch. I've seen this movie several times. With each viewing, it is still scary. Uh, I spot something subtle I didn't see before, and I think about it again for days afterward. As always, your review and your rating. Yeah, I mean, I've seen this so many times, but I think I think she's right about that. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, I didn't notice that last time. I watch it about every five, every five years. Um, what a terrifying film, this man's descent into madness. And you never know which account is true. Are are these spirits? Are they hallucinations? Is this a, a you know, a fragment or a figment of of his mind? Um, it's just brilliant and and terrifying. And there's this element of outright horror, which I love, but I think that the heart of the film, why it's so terrifying is that we're all afraid of losing our minds. Right. And what, what that would be like. Um, the real star of this movie though, is Shelley Duvall. She gives a performance of a generation, like incredible performance. Um, and then there are all of these themes about family dynamics and you never know if these allegations against him are true, but it still kind of tears apart the family and um, you know, what is a man's role in a marriage and a woman's role. And it's just, it's just so great. Like, like it's really hard to make a, a truly terrifying movie that doesn't overdo it with the gore. And I think that, that Kubrick really nailed it with this one. So I gave this a five. Love this movie. I can only watch it every five years. <laughs> and I watched it like two years ago. So I was like, I'm not rewatching. It is it, my so. first viewing. Of course, I'm generally familiar with the concept and I know the famous here's Johnny moment. Yeah. But yeah, the specifics yeah. I was not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you will be pleased to know my opinion is generally favorable. But uh, some of the things I appreciate. you were going to get divorced. So. This, well, yeah, I said, uh, I probably would have uh, I would have had marital problems myself if I were to say anything. Otherwise. No, that's that I I did not try to appease my wife. I, I genuinely enjoyed Good. this movie. I have a few minor gripes potentially, but not anything substantial. The, the, the big themes are important, though. This 
idea that that betrayal of family, no matter how you try to mask it with other indulgences, no matter how you try to ignore it, that is going to get you eventually. And I know there's some ambiguity about who's betraying whom. There's kind of a Mm -hmm. debate about whether or to what extent Jack abuses Danny. I'm persuaded by a lot of the clues that he does abuse Danny pretty significantly. But there's some people who want to make an argument otherwise. Um, so in that case, he's betraying his family integrity, obviously by the abuse of his son. But even if you wanted to take the other side that these are false accusations, that itself is, is a family betrayal, uh, or a betrayal of that integrity. There are, I appreciate this movie's depiction or presentation that no matter how, no matter what you do otherwise, once you've compromised that family integrity, that's going to get you, that's going to, that's going to make you go insane. That's going to have serious, uh, complications. So uh, just a I wouldn't call it a beautiful demonstration, but, but it's a horrible demonstration of if you misprioritize or or fail to prioritize that family integrity, you're going to pay the price. Yeah. Loved the scene, though. Speaking of marital and family integrity, loved the scene where she interrupts and breaks his concentration because I've had similar experiences many times <laughs> in my line of work. And I wouldn't say that I've ever reacted to that degree. And that's I, good. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be. I, and if certainly if she offered double sandwiches, I would not be as harsh because uh, Wendy did try to atone. I'll bring you a couple of sandwiches later. Well, that is a return to her proper role, and that should have been that acknowledged. Yeah. The, the freak show rotting grandma. Uh, there were several effects. I, I, I should have written more in the review. I liked in the, the bathtub. Yeah, I liked I liked okay. the effect of the blood river down the elevator or whatever that that was really cool. But the effects on the rotting grandma were disgusting too. Even if I, you know, if they I'd, used real blood for the. That's what that was. It was pig's blood, I, wow. I believe. Yeah. Well, it certainly looked believable. Um, the the rotting grandma. It's like if I give points for memorability, even if I'd like, I'm not sure I fully understand exactly what the symbolism of all of that is. But I won't forget the image of the grandma. Uh, and if I award points for memorability, even if I'd like to forget that image, I have to award points there. I, the, 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 the influence and the references are well beyond what I understood even prior. As I mentioned, I know the here's Johnny bit. You're going to laugh at me for this, but I, I didn't know that this is where red rum comes from. That, that is yeah. new to me. That's okay. Uh, what about all the moon landing stuff? I didn't even get into that, but I know there are a lot of angles on different interpretations that people have on this. Um, the the famous Simpsons Treehouse of Horror scene, all uh, no TV and no beer make Homer go crazy. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that that was a, a shining reference. I thought that was just some some stupid Simpsons bit. So it's funny to see <laughs> to know that and say, hey, they're doing the Simpsons thing. Oh, that's where this came <laughs> yeah. from. The the frozen Jack meme. I've seen those a million times. Come to yeah. Montana. They said it'll be fun. They said and he's frozen <laughs> in a snowbank. I didn't know that was from this movie because that actually doesn't look that much like Jack Nicholson to me. That image. So I thought it was yeah. like s- some fake dummy. It's no. really Jack Nicholson. They did the whole bit. They put him in a snowbank and they built him a neck brace to keep him as still as possible. So I appreciate that commitment to the bit. Did you know this? unused footage from the shining was actually played in the ending of blade runner. And by the, the opening, it's the car driving up the car driving up to uh, the hotel. They're driving in that mountain pass, which is also something I appreciate, which I'll get to in a minute that are you messing with me? Yeah. uh, There's a, there's a whole article I linked in the, uh, in this, in the review about it. Wow. The, uh, uh, Ridley Scott says producers told him that Blade Runner needed more a more uplifting ending. 
So he called Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick to borrow some of this footage and uh, put it to use, which, of course, I dock points for the assistance of of the production of Blade Runner. But no, no. Uh, I thought I thought it was uh, an interesting note on just how culturally influential this movie was. The um, the uh, I know that there's a bunch of things you can notice in terms of all the different metaphors and the hidden meaning and the hidden references to me. I know I'm picking the most obvious metaphor, but it's a deep one. The use of mirrors, I think, is is really cool yeah. and important. Yeah. It represents a lot of important concepts. Self-reflection, obviously. And the fact that that at least under my interpretation of this movie, Jack has a lot to reflect on. And no matter how much he'd like to explain it away or avoid it, there are mirrors everywhere that constantly force that self-reflection. And indeed, self-reflection, looking in the mirror, is a good thing because it leads to the truth. He's tempted by the naked woman in the bathroom. He indulges through the mirror. She is revealed to be uh, hideous, a hideous monster. And that, that's an important revelation. There's There are themes of symmetry throughout the, the movie and mirrors are a big part of that. In that in that context, I interpret it not as just uh, perfect symmetry as in this side is the same as that side, but as in there are multiple sides to each thing to observe and that can be revealing in important ways uh, a loving father or a guy who claims to be a loving father may in fact be a villain or an abuser a yep. friendly butler who's perfectly polite may in fact be an axe murderer young boy talking to his imaginary friend in the mirror that might actually be some sort of supernatural connection or some kind of demonic possession mm-hmm. the theme at the end of, of who's really who i'm not sure I, I really understand it like are are jack and grady the same guy is Jack Grady reincarnated? Does the hotel simply repeat this cycle? Every, it, it creates a new Jack or a new Grady every time it needs a, a culling. Yep. It, it seems like there's an obvious theme here of abuse and violence self-perpetuating. My only slight complaint with that theme is it doesn't it, it doesn't seem to me, and maybe I missed it, but Jack doesn't seem to have a lot of off-ramps to choose otherwise. Like, I I recognize my abuse and I'm going to stop doing that and end the cycle of abuse. Instead, it just continues uh, seemingly unavoidably, but maybe that's the point. And that's a depressing point, but this movie is not designed to be uplifting. So that's no, no, indeed. It's perfectly fine. (laughs) Uh, I mentioned that opening scene, last point of appreciation here. I knew I recognized it right away. That's going to the sun road in Montana. That's up in Glacier National Park. And it's the, the, the shots are beautiful in the fall. Um, I knew that that the the exterior of the hotel, the Overlook Hotel, was actually Timberline Lodge on Mount Hood mm-hmm. in Oregon, which uh, is yep. a cool spot. And the interior scenes were shot in the UK, but I didn't know the significance of Montana footage that uh, that is in this movie. So that was cool to see. I'll be very brief with some slight critiques. I uh, I don't want to say that I didn't like Shelley Duvall because uh, because I did. I just thought that between her and, and Jack Nicholson, some of it got occasionally cheesy. Like it's it's aged a little bit, maybe to me um, in some of the pres- like some of the acting, maybe being a little over the top at times between his stare and some of her screams and things. And the movie toward the end is almost constantly using the, the kind of stereotypical ominous horror movie music or the background noise, the kind of ongoing background noise. Uh, it's like, when you use it to the degree that this movie does to me, it sort of wears off a little bit. I, I, but maybe this movie kind of started that, you know, maybe at the time that wasn't 
as overdone as it is now. Ugh, fine. But I'm not, you know, I'm not making major criticisms. It's just like some stylistic choices I I might change if I was making the movie now, but I'm not because I'm not Kubrick. Uh, the the bat swing, the bat swing was weak. In fact, I wrote David DePap did it way better. <laughs> and I don't I don't mean just the physical weakness of the swing. I mean that it's kind of a missed opportunity for the movie because if the point is knock Jack out and allow Wendy to trap him, it's a great opportunity to create like a gnarly head wound or a big giant bump on his head. They just kind of put a little dab of blood and they're like, okay, I, I, I would have liked to see that the, to see his injury a little more fully realized to the extent that he's totally knocked out Paul Pelosi style. Okay. And then lastly, as I wrote in the uh, review, what in the goddamn hell was that weird furry moment? And uh, David DePap probably did this, this better too with Paul Pelosi. <laughs> uh, you, there's a point at which uh, Wendy is running through the hotel by herself and she sees what is a guy in a bear suit blowing a guy. And they both just look back at her and it's momentary. It's a few seconds is all. And then she just moves on. Why? What in God's (laughs) name was that? I did some reading on it. It represents uh, Jack's sexual abuse of Danny is the leading theory. If you look at Danny, there are teddy bears uh, around him all the time. And I guess that's supposed to symbolize his abuse. And so the idea is that Danny is the bear. And uh, the other guy is Jack, apparently. Mm. And this is what Jack has done with Danny. Anyway, um, I did. Uh, I did. You might be disappointed in me. I ended up giving it a four and not a That's five. Fine. Perfectly respectable. Wiki, 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 wiki. Mm. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. It's uh, my, my minor complaints of maybe it's a little long or a little tough to follow at times. Um, it does have deep th- themes to think about later. Uh, it's got undeniable cultural reference and it's, it's really to the, to the origin of this bit, understanding references in movies. I, I gained the cultural competence through this, so it was worthwhile. That's in that true. regard. I never uh, got the sexual abuse angle though. I always thought it was just physical abuse. No, it's apparently, uh, it's apparently the worst form mm-hmm. of abuse is what is being implied. Uh, let's know. see what's going to uh, look into this. Yeah, early vote. People love this movie, unsurprisingly. Uh, five wiki rating from oh, well over a third. And four awesome. wikis behind that. Very little hate. So, uh, and I, 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 for my minor gripes, it seems like it would be hard to truly hate this movie. I, w- I want to hear someone's hate take. That would be interesting to me. I'm sure it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next week, Top Gun. Top Gun, oh, nice. the 1986 original, which means then I can finally watch the uh, the the reboot that they made last year that everyone apparently loved so we'll watch that remaining nominees for february from listener swiftner are the fugitive a knight's tale the last samurai enemy of the state how to train your dragon a bridge too far midway the 2019 movie or of course you can reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top rated movie instead and as a reminder if you'd like to read my movie reviews comment how wrong i am submit your own rating vote for the next movie and or sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do all of that is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That, of course, is mattchristiansandmedia.com. That'll do it. Let's uh, catch up with chat and call it a show. All right. Forget where we left off. 
I know um, it was shortly after AP because he called me a heathen. I remember that. Jonathan um, Prezios, no, just tweet about Eliza Blue and you'll get banned right away. I don't know anything about this story, but it seemed like all anybody wanted to talk about this week. And then I just couldn't conjure the interest in it. It was a bad time. I know I probably said some stuff that's wrong about it on Wednesday because I have like half the information, um, but a bad time for me too because I just... Uh, I have not paid adequate attention to the major news stories this week. So that one I've certainly have not paid attention to. I don't know anything about it, but I gather that if you reference her, you might get banned. Uh, Knuckle honky buck, uh, her honor. I solemnly swear that I will support defend and eventually maybe even read the constitution of the United States. So help me God. Uh, yeah, well that, that would actually be a pretty good commitment at this point. I'll take it over people who have no regard for the document at all. Although whether or not you want to believe her is a separate question. Um, Hypnagogic monk. Blonde, how can you shit stick on people poked? What? How can you shit on people? Them, shit stick on people poked to provide for their family? Um, and grovel back to Twitter. Who have shown to be an enemy of liberty? Um, they are an enemy of liberty. I didn't actually grovel. Blonde is an enemy of liberty. You don't get to. That, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just made a false apology for doing something that I, I didn't even know that I had done so that I could get back and start abusing people on the platform. Yeah. I, I clearly was lying. I suppose, uh, you know, if you, if you, well, if I wanted to push back and I'm not saying you're wrong, hypnagogic monk, but if I was going to dispute your point, um, it was the prior regime too. The prior regime was worse than Elon Musk. And I'm no Elon Musk super fan. Believe me, I have heard from, People who like Elon Musk a lot more than than I have in the past on this show. But um, I do think that going back to Twitter now is different than going back to the Twitter regime of old. Yeah. Uh, and but I I should start a betting pool for how long it's going to take you to get banned again, because I'm going to put the over under at like one week tops. And I, I would probably hit the under on that. Well, yeah. I mean, the the way I'm controversial now is not the same way that I was controversial then. As so I would as, imagine uh, I'm going to get banned real fast. Well, it, it I guess it depends what approach you take, too. Are you going to just post forbidden thoughts or are you going to attack people? Both? Yeah, I guess it's not either or. Yeah, I was like, I'll never hate speech again. <laughs> uh, Hillbilly Deluxe Matt. Your snow monkey ancestry is being called into question. How could you not know how to pronounce Bielkengren? Bielkengren. I guess. I, I've, I don't know any Bielkengrens, man. I guess my brain was primed to think like, to, uh, I'll, I'll grant your point. My brain was not primed to think. Uh, Come on, man. To think, <laughs> to think like Northern European, though clearly it is apparently. My brain was primed to think like, what is this like uh indian or uh asian like what, what, what who knows Why? she's all the races mm, i just i, I didn't look at her and think swede that's all i'm saying maybe it's her it must be her husband's name or maybe she is a secret swede i don't know knuckle hunky buck has done it again a gay honey pot is actually called a molasses pot a molasses pot okay yeah gross <laughs> thank you that knuckle one's got layers are you trying um, to be funny <laughs> Mark Wiseman, one of uh, Andrew Bronco's five elements of self-defense innocence. Johnny Miller lost that foundation after taunting. Take your swing and now gets to spend time in jail. Hmm. Well, he did say that, didn't he? Is that really not that I'm disputing? 
I know Bronca knows a lot more about the law of self-defense, as is his his blog and his uh, Twitter handle and all that. Um, I guess I'm just like, take your swing is considered... Uh, like an incitement to violence, I suppose. May, I, maybe in the context of someone like in your face. Yeah. I don't know. That, that That's a little bit of a worrisome prospect to me, but I, he might be totally right. Uh, if in fact he, if he, if he pointed before pointing was justified as in pointing his gun, then I get it much more. I, I hope that that was the basis of the decision and not just, he said the wrong words. Right. You know? But uh, but maybe it was just the words he said. Um, I don't know. Uh, Laurel has blonde announced a due date. How is she feeling? Boy or girl? I'm excited. No, I, I actually um, had norovirus on Wednesday. Hmm. The speculation has run amok. It was so terrible. Um, on the Wednesday show, if you were watching at one point, I had to turn my camera off and then I just had to lay in fetal position on the floor with my microphone. Yeah. That's why my my camera wasn't on. It was so bad. My whole family was so sick. Um, Canadian egg. Matt and I once made love. He told me on our third date that he's had millions of people lined up for his injection. Excited. You can imagine my disappointment when I later learned out he was talking about his work with Pfizer. Gross. Thank you, Canadian egg. Why are you good? Get a reload. And thank you, Laurel, as well. Hope you're doing well. Why are you good? Ginger Ninja. New Zealand's new prime minister says they're going to be hunting down any unvaxxed in New Zealand, but I'm having trouble sourcing further trustworthy information worth a look. Also, do y'all see rumble rants? I'd rather chat over there. So to the first point, that is news to me because I I have so little understanding of New Zealand politics. I, I certainly don't follow it closely enough to know about that. But if you find information, I'm certainly uh, interested in having a look at that. So let me know. Uh, and thanks for the tip on that. As far as rumble rants, um, the the ease with which we can read them does not exist currently. And I've been I've been talking to the rumble team to see if there's a the great the the thing that YouTube does. I'll be careful about how much I praise Susan Wiki Wiki, but outside of her insane fee, one of the great maybe the only great thing that YouTube has done for creators in the last five years was super chat. Yeah. Even if she enriches herself to a harsh degree through it. Um, and, and they have a system where you can go back and look at them itemized in a list whenever you want on demand. Yeah. yeah. And that also has allowed us to, to, to gather that data and put it into our own system that collects all of them. Rumble does not have that, do that yet. And, and they are aware that that would be extremely useful. Uh, same with Odyssey. So um, perhaps that will be soon. And we certainly appreciate uh, support for the show through Rumble. I just don't have the ability to read them uh, during the show quite yet, though perhaps if I sit down, I could develop a a system that would allow us to do it. Just you have to see them when they're live or you can't see them. That's the problem. So it's like I, I, uh, I have to grab them as they appear and save them manually or read them as they come in. But that's its own problem. Cause that kind of interrupts the segment a little bit. So trust me, I would, I would like to utilize it more too. And perhaps I can figure out a way to do that. But for now, I don't have the way to integrate it in the same way though. Of course, if you would like to support the show through rumble, that is much appreciated. And we'll, we'll see what we, we'll see if we can get that working better. Mortimer Duke says educated or not. If this is how a senior executive reacts to a crisis these days, we're all hosed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's also not comforting uh, 
while we were while we were traveling, my wife was listening to Jimmy Dore talk about this, uh, and he made the point, and I think it's correct. If he in fact is a high level executive and he's describing what's going on, we're thinking about like, you know, like mutating the like virus and like maybe making like a vaccine like to fix it like you know forever like it's just the perpetual use of the word like as though he is an uneducated junior high kid if he is in fact in a high level management position making consequential decisions and that's the way he talks even even uh, set his emotional reaction aside doesn't seem like a high level thinker or speaker no, indeed. A better defense uh, would have been if he if he were like, I was just a diversity hire. <laughs> and <laughs> then, then I'd be say, like, makes sense. OK. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Move along. Yeah. Uh, Eric Burns Marsh says, what's more dangerous, getting a fourth shot or being an intern for Scarborough? I forgot. Didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he kill somebody or one of his interns Ooh. died? Did he kill them? Died suddenly, maybe before died before dying suddenly was the thing. I forgot exactly what happened, but it was when he was in Congress and he had an intern die. I forgot all Yikes. about that. I think he yeah, prefers I, it. This sounds bad because Trump brought it up on the campaign. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'll have to look back into that because I totally forgot. Thank you for the reminder, Eric. Daniel Yeager, tinfoil hat time. Nancy and the DNC media apparatus used this incident to distract the public while they implemented their election workaround. Maybe, um, like I said, maybe this was a a planned production gone wrong, so they tried to scrap it, but they couldn't. I don't know. Maybe that's how it fits in. Somebody make it make sense to me because I just can't. I can't figure it out. Um, who's next? Carrie, Carrie Briggs? Briggs. Yeah. If you want to go down the rabbit hole, I sent you a message on your website that backs up the notion that Omicron is the smoking gun from the Veritas Pfizer video. It's too mm. genetically dissimilar to be natural. Seriously. I'm but behind. it was so much less deadly a pathogen. But that could also be the point. You don't necessarily want, well, I don't know. Maybe you do want people dying because that'll prompt people to rush to get your vaccine if they're really, really afraid. But if you're if you're killing people off, hypothetically, Susan, if this is actually what's going on, I don't know. But hypothetically, yeah. Susan, if that was happening, you don't want to kill off potential customers either. You want... Yeah as many people getting that vaccine as possible. And if you you're killing too many, that's a, that's a dent in your bottom line. Um, Hunter Biden's crack pipe <laughs> based crazy man with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. It's Long like, done, John. Maybe, yeah. maybe it wasn't fed posting. Maybe his call to the TV station was uh, right on. I don't know. I don't know how to interpret that. I don't, I truly don't know either. Um, Long done, John, Matt and I once made love. He told me he treated me like Tyree and I haven't been able to sit down for a week. Ugh. You're acting queer. Thank you, John. You are. Rand, wishing my wife of 25 years a happy anniversary. I love you, my Proverbs 31 wife. From Luke in Banff. Banff, usually from Ottawa. Thank you, Luke. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to both of you. Love birds. Hope you're having a great time. I would love to go to that uh, area of Alberta. I've been wanting to do that for a long time. And maybe now that I'm allowed in Canada again. I don't have to sneak in. Maybe that'd be a fun vacation spot, but I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, thank you for your support for the show as well. But sneaking in is so fun. <laughs> I've, well, are you going on record admitting anything? I did sneak in. Statute of limitations has not uh, expired on that. What are they going to do? I don't know. They're going to send the Mounties to come get you. They already did that. They sent the Mounties down to Great Falls to go bust up that gun show. 
Yeah, I don't think game. they're going to come to Idaho. They're not. It, listen, it it was their fault that I got through. Well, I suppose they didn't do their due diligence. I'm just a girl, uh, knuckle hunky buck. Um, Depap says the tree of liberty needs water and cops. Drop the watering can, Depap. Nope. <laughs> it would have been better if it was a watering can. You're right. That would have been funnier. Logan Ora, the Tyree beating has me super angry. Clearly, cops were in the wrong for not turning him into a Chris. Now what? Hold on, I Logan. I forgot to be suspicious of you. Logan is is uh, he's crafty. I don't even know what this means, but I know I shouldn't say it. Yeah, I. I... Do you know what he means? Uh, I can only infer, and it's not a, it's not an inference that's Susan appropriate. That's for sure. I, I, I'm pretty sure I understand exactly what he means. Uh, um, he, he, it's a, it's a hanging reference. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tortuga, Tortuguita. My right. bank accidentally transferred a million yen, which is roughly ten thousand dollars, and still trying to get it back. So figure I'll just give you more of my shekels while I wait to see if I can pay for my taxes. Thank you so much. A million yen. Over a billion, 200, a trillion, 200 billion dollars. The good news is that's worth like five bucks US now. That's true. I don't care what you say, $10,000. Well, $10,000 US is almost enough to buy a few cartons of eggs. Did you see um, supposedly some giant egg processing facility burned down this week? I I thought I saw reference to that. In fact, I know I did. My tinfoil wife showed it to me. No so I'm going to look that up while you read chats because I think an egg production facility burned. Um, Copperhead, as a, as a wise jogger once said, all my skin folk ain't my kin folk. We, <laughs> oh, we it's have old. more proof Sorry. that black on black crime may be more common than the media is reporting. Yes. Mm. It's old. It, it it's back from it. last summer. You are fake news. Robin D. Banks. This is to breach containment with Blonde joining me and dropping the hardest R- in human history, I'll go first. Arg. Sounded like a pirate. Great show, guys. You know I can't say it one day. He said the N-word. You want to read some of these? Uh, Robin also says, Knuckle Hunky Buck, you take that back, you scallywag. I did no such thing. I fired you for sexual harassment. Gotta admit, <laughs> it was good for me, too. Also, it wasn't a lemonade stand. It was a Jamba Juice. What the hell ever happened to Jamba Juice? <laughs> Is it's it still, still is it still around? I wish we had one in this town. Jamba Juice is. Yeah, we have one around here. Oh man, yeah. There's no good smoothie place in this town. Incompetent Hand says two species movies and six seasons of The Americans have taught me. I don't care how hot you are. I ain't saying shit. Also, yeah. I'll give Joe all the jabs, Tyree Nichols style. Uh, have a good week, guys. Uh, is that maybe maybe that's what they were trying? They were just trying to vaccinate Tyree Nichols, and then it starts to. <laughs> Starts yeah, to make really. way more sense in that context. Yep. K. Drake says, uh, what do, what sound does a ceiling fan make? Ceiling, 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 ceiling. I'll see myself out. Have a Boo. good night. That's a, that one's actually, I don't even get that one. <laughs> ceiling, 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 oh my ceiling. God, that is funny. Yeah, I don't get that one. Because they're the fans of the ceiling. Oh, oh man. That one was so, that's so dry. I didn't pick up on it at all. It's dad joke thing. Got it. Thank you for clarifying because I didn't even I didn't even get it. Let's see. Uh, Robin says Matt and I once made muffins. He hit it. 
with the furry of five with the the furry. My mind's on furries because of the shining with the fury. Important distinction. The fury of five cops so hard. It was like he was trying to off me or as Robin wrote, oof me. I told him to relax and I was already wearing the handcuffs. Jelly knuckle hunky buck. Just kidding. Thank you, Robin. Holden Mulray says UL is a regulatory compliance company founded in 1894. They write standards and test products for stuff like electrical safety. You'll see their mark and others like CSA or ETL on many home products. Okay. So I thought they were just dealing with, with uh, financial matters, but you're telling Ah. me that it's like uh, it's risk assessment of, uh, of, of not, not just in the lending context, but in all sorts of potential liabilities. Okay. Well, now I know, but it seems to me like, um, the ESG stuff is uh, is a liability inherently, but maybe not. Maybe they know something I don't. Son of the Wolf says, I asked my wife who babysat for a number of years if it qualified you for law enforcement. She said it depends. Babysitting in suburbia? No. Babysitting in the south side of Chicago, though, probably. Yeah, probably. I think, <laughs> I think that's, uh, yeah, that's probably true. Um, uh, thank you for the fairness to the babysitters. And I, uh, <laughs> I appreciate the qualification and correction on that one. Holden Mulray says regarding the earlier chat topic, we don't want theocracy because one, God didn't authorize it in the new Testament. And two, we would make a mess of it. Yeah. That's uh, that's an interesting concept. It's like, a, 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 are we capable of, of properly enforcing God's law in that way? Or is that an improper usurpation of the role of God? Uh, I don't know. Are we capable of it? Probably. I think we could do it if we really wanted to, but the country has to be Christian is the point. Well, and, and the, the point I would make is if the country truly is, the laws are redundant. The laws are mm-hmm. unnecessary at that point. Right. Um, insofar as they potentially prevent bad behavior, but this is a, the bad behavior would be prevented by the moral conscience. Now it's, it's a great question of what exactly is a justice system is a justice system supposed to be prevent. Here we go. Preventive in nature, or is it supposed to be, um, is it supposed to be as the name implies a justice system as in reactive to apply justice after the fact? Well, it's supposed to be both. I mean, it's the, the more I think about this, the more the more skeptical I am of of preventive approaches, because they almost always involve uh, or or devolve, you might say, into unjust encroachment on people living their lives, people exercising their rights. As it, it, if if that's what we're trying to do is to stop people from acting badly. I think we're going to get bad outcomes. If we're trying to achieve justice for crimes committed after the fact that that's. But but deterrence is obviously an element of the criminal justice code. Well, maybe, um, maybe we can make an argument too, that to some extent, the, uh, the punishment is preventive as in discouragement from committing the crime. That's true. Yeah. Uh, just interesting things to think about as far as the philosophy of what our justice system is and ought to be, but I'll leave that point to linger. Let's see. Um, And thank you, Holden. Appreciate it. Link to the future. The FBI straight up lied about what happened. They wanted it to sound like the police had to force their way in and probably tried to get the footage classified. They will face exactly zero consequences for this because nobody cares. So this being the Paul Pelosi stuff, Mm -hmm. um, the FBI, the feds saying that police opened the door. 
that right. that clear and, and to the point, and I know this sounds like a subtle point that doesn't necessarily mean much. I do think that that matters. One, because Paul Pelosi opening the door was kind of a sign of his distress or not. But two, to this point, how did the feds watching this footage get that conclusion? Mm-hmm. I don't see. I understand some ambiguity about who opened the door from the inside because it clearly opens from the inside. Was it to Pap? Was it Pelosi? Hard to tell. Maybe there's just mistaken interpretations. The police did not open the door, but the feds said that definitively. Why? That's true. There's got to be a reason. They didn't see it in the footage. Why'd they make that up? Um, Wicked Mass will see next. Yes. So sad to see that many jumped to conclusions regarding Paul Pelosi. They knew something didn't add up, but they were wrong about that. Turns out the cover-up was a bad police response, not a gay affair. Ask questions, but don't make assumptions. But but it would have been really funny if it was a um, gay affair. There's some kind I think of, we can all agree that Paul Pelosi's a disaster, which is um, his own fault. I still can't rule out gay affair. <laughs> There's some joke there. You know the joke, uh, don't assume it makes an ass out of you and me? Yes. It's got to be, in this case, it makes an ass out of Paul and David, but it's got to be a, an anal sex something joke. something in there. It's not coming to me. Ah, gross. <laughs> Robin D. Banks, breach containment with sticker suggestions, Google topics. Ah, that's so smart. Like Google the USS Liberty or Google Fang Fang. Other topics might uh, be Google FBI crime stats, Google Muhammad's wife, Aisha. Love it. Ah, that's awesome. Robin, awesome, I saw awesome. that you had uh, emailed back about this breaching containment idea, and I have had several emails interested in the concept. So I will connect all of you guys this week, and perhaps we'll have a more formal announcement on how this will operate later. Because I love this idea of putting controversial but kind of undeniably true and innocent messaging innocent insofar as it's not vandalism um can just we to, sell stickers that say google the uss liberty <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll have to discuss what sort of business liability we want to assume if we're in the business of selling the product but it's it no, appears, we can't do that it appears <laughs> that uh it appears that robin and a lot of of listeners are interested in frankly i I don't have a lot of time to organize this concept on my own as is, but I'm very interested in the prospect of this idea. So yeah. if other people are interested in getting it off the ground, I will certainly do what I can to, to play a promotional part in it. As long as uh, I don't get in too much trouble, I suppose. <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can do. Thank you. Holden Robin. Even with the God given OT law, um, the Hebrews added to it, provoking Jesus's frustration. God gave us free will and Jesus came to save us for the next world not to fix this one hmm. jesus came to save us from the next i think this world. is related to the to uh the the concept of of the enforcement of god's law or how to how best to realize it right as men on earth yes but i think that god wants us to to have justice in this world not ultimate justice but i think he wants us to try to be just otherwise then it's like why should we bother at all uh, yeah, I, w- I would agree. Well, as a non-theologian and non-scriptural expert, that seems seems like we all have a an obligation to make that sort of moral pursuit. I just do we have an obligation from do we have an obligation to restrict the free will of others to pursue the wrong path? Yes, and <laughs> I mean, to, there's that's the debate we've been having. I. Uh, I, I, I certainly wouldn't say we should never intervene, but I think that the pitfalls of intervening too aggressively themselves become immoral. 
And yeah. uh, you have to be very, very careful if you want to start stopping people from making wrong decisions that primarily affect their lives. I understand there are externalities when everyone makes the wrong decision. But what I'm worried about is um, is an, an increasingly centralized authority with ever more power over your day-to-day life that becomes more and more godlike to the prior point itself something of a contradiction because if you, the central authority, actually have all the power is that actually serving God or is that trying to become him? Something oh, to think about. I don't know. Uh, fractal insights, conspiracy alert. Kubrick faked the moon landing and dropped symbolism into the movie to get around the production company and absolve his complicity. Honestly, I'm willing to listen to that. At this I point. love the moon stuff. So I should, I gotta I refresh. should get into that. Marshall Francis in the spirit of tonight's movie, uh, check out the song. Enjoy your sleigh by, Ice Nine Kills. It was based off of The Shining. I've never heard of it, but I'll I'll have to check it out. Thank you. Das Pooch says, for anyone who doesn't already know, the doc room or the documentary Room 237 covers all the bonkers theories about what is behind the million different insane things he put into that movie. The the level of detail is very impressive. Everything is very deliberate. You can tell from the way shots are framed to the details in all the scenes. There's There's a lot of thought into that. Doug Blask says Kubrick is rumored to have made Shelley Duvall do the backing away scene over a hundred times to frustrate her. She was genuinely out of sorts. Yeah. It didn't people claim she went like actually crazy because of how this movie was produced. Well, he pushed her to the edge. Hmm. I don't think she acted for a while. actually. So maybe I'm misinterpreting some of her stuff. Maybe she was just genuinely harassed into being crazy. Yeah. He was horrible to her, like abusive. Cause some of it seemed like a little over the top to me, but maybe it was completely authentic and I'm misunderstanding Chris yeah. Ta trucker or the trucker. Hey, you guys, I'm just dropping by to leave some love. I've been trucking up in Iowa and Minnesota. Fuck this cold weather. I'm a Southwest guy. <laughs> Can't wait to get back to 65 and sunny. Catch y'all later. Well, Godspeed, man. Uh, we certainly need truckers to remain on the road. So we appreciate your efforts and uh, hopefully you do not freeze. But uh, with springtime is not too far away at this point. No, indeed. Darren Hartford says, hope you're both are doing well. Have either of you watched Razor Fist video on Abe Lincoln, America's first dictator thoughts. We have, I have an obligation to watch it this week. Because I have it is- to. Uh, everybody's been talking about it. My mom has been talking about it to me. I've, I've got to watch it. I have no excuse for not seeing it this week other than uh, my, my busy. Uh, I have no excuse for not seeing it prior other than my busy schedule. But now that I'm back into the, my traditional schedule this week, I will, I will see it through. And then you can super chat me again and I'll say, I didn't, but I will see it through this time. No, <laughs> yeah. I have a list of things that I need to do tomorrow. So I'll put it on the list. Esoterica unbound says, sorry, blonde, you got this wrong. The problem is casting. The story is supposed to be about someone slowly going mad, but Jack looks back crap crazy from the beginning. Nicholson shtick after all. That's an interesting uh, idea that maybe Nicholson was miscast. He's too crazy from the start. He's too crazy. Yeah. I suppose. I wonder like if you saw this movie fresh because I know that he's going to go crazy. So I'm not surprised by that. But if you saw this movie fresh with no knowledge of what it is, would you pick up on that? Like that guy's clearly going to go insane because he looks insane. Maybe you would. Maybe it's tipped. I don't know. Off I kind of felt like the the whole point was that it was supposed to be in him. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you, uh, Mister Unbound. You, you know, you always tell me that I have the preposterous movie opinions, Esoterica, but here you are defaming the shine, defaming Jack Nicholson and The Shining. <laughs> How dare you, now, Eric Burns Marsh? Blonde and Robin, I wish you luck with the lemonade stand. I hope you will be able to branch out and sell soap and lampshades. 
I thought he was making fun of me at first with the hero soap uh, promotional, but he's uh, he's of course referencing what Dahmer here. No, uh, no, that's a Holocaust thing. Oh, oh, they made oh, ooh. my mistake. <laughs> I, I thought, was like, wow, he really said that with some confidence. I, th- I, th- I thought that was a Dahmer Sid, you reference. Even said it, you even said it. Day of the break, day of the rope, oven so- ready. Yeah, that's, uh, maybe I made a sounder myself. I thought that was so a serial. Well, I guess it was a serial killer <laughs> reference. It's just a very prolific serial killer andrew rowland you know no matter how on guard you think you are they always get you eventually andrew rowland says what annoys me about the acab people as in all cops are bastards is that if you remove police or any kind of law enforcement then everyone becomes a cop and you won't like it uh when you are at the tail end of everyone else's form of justice i i certainly agree and i don't I don't mean that in any way to say that, yeah. that police are the only people justified in exercising force in pursuit of what is right and justice. Um, but I, I recognize that uh, despite instances like what's happening with um, or what happened uh, in this case with, uh, with Tyree Nichols, I, I'm going to exclude the feds from this because I think that I, I, I don't think they're as kind by their very nature, but, but generally speaking, your typical local cop, like the Memphis police department or whatever town you may live in, this sort of, ridiculous physical abuse in this way is is actually quite uncommon and you could probably make the argument that police are not heavy-handed enough in many in many cases uh currently with some of the threats that they face or at least the incentive structures are now or not even the incentive the punishment structure is such that if you're even a hair over the line of the of use of physical force your life is going to be ruined so there's reluctance to engage in that kind of force so the point of of andrew here if you remove that and it's on everybody to police their own problems. Um, it's going to get a lot more Darwinian around here. Survival of the fittest. And uh, you better be sure that you're fit in that scenario. Yeah. So good luck. Totally. If you prefer. And I'm not saying, oh, you know, obviously we have there are no problems with police and uh, there's nothing to see. Yeah, there, there are problems to clean up. But man, if you want the free for all. Um, I'm not saying you can't want that. I'm just saying you uh, you better be prepared. And ironically, some of the people who seem to want the free fall they're uh, the free for all they're not prepared they are physically incapable weak yeah yep. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna learn the hard way i think we're all set though uh oh okay at least i i don't have anything on the refresh double check if you want to uh, i think we're good all right and thank you guys on uh, d live as well appreciate you tuning in tonight and appreciate uh everybody on uh, all the other platforms as well thank you guys for spending uh, the evening with us thank you for uh your insights and your your jokes and your super chats and your regular chats and all your participation in the show it's much appreciated if you're listening later on demand we thank you kindly for supporting the show as well if you'd like more to listen to we have more content over on the audio platforms of the show you can find the call-in show replays you can find some of blonde's interviews you can find extra content you may not find on youtube audio platforms linked in the description and over on the podcast page of the website that is mattchristiansonmedia.com speaking of if you're looking for anything show related that's where you go mattchristiansonmedia.com we will be back next sunday so long as susan will have us because if it's sunday (laughs) sorry chuck todd it's not meet the press it is the matt and blonde show actually we'll be around even if susan won't have us but we'll see you then bye guys
will try.